The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio.
listening to The Late Night Alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle. It's Thursday night already. Where's the week gone? And I want your calls tonight, please. 0344 499 1000. And we've got loads to talk about. I've just seen on Twitter that um, young minds are doing this thing, which is the, called the five-year-old selfie, which I think is something that's probably pretty useful for us all to have a go at now and again. The idea is you have a look at a picture of yourself when you were younger, and you write three things that you would tell that child. I would love to hear yours, right? Because the idea is those three things that you would tell that child probably still apply to you now and you still deserve that level of kindness. 0344-499-1000. You don't have to really find a photo. This is radio. Just think about that kid and tell me three things that you would tell your younger self now. I think that could be really, really handy. Really handy. And what would I tell myself? Not necessarily a five-year-old, just my younger self. Probably have more faith in myself. Um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I was always a kid when I was really young. Remember my mum got called in to see the teacher and she said, the way Catherine speaks and the way she writes are completely different. She'll use shorter words, whereas actually in real life she'll use a, quite a long word for a kid her age. And we can't work out why. My mum nailed it. She went, it's because she's frightened of rubbing things out in her book. She wants to keep it all neat. And you find that quite a lot with kids, especially girls, that they don't want to make mistakes. And that's kind of been something that's held girls back in things like you know maths and sciences in the past whereas boys will have a good old go and they'll work it out and they'll might take ages but they don't mind scribbling in the books whereas girls like to keep things neat and tidy it's all that thing about being brought up to be kind of agreeable and neat and that whole sort of princessy thing that hopefully we're getting wise to these days so yeah the first thing would be uh yeah have more confidence in yourself don't be afraid to make mistakes and Don't waste your time on people who don't deserve it. There's a thing. I've been too nice to people in the past who've not deserved it. So 0344 499 1000, have a think about it. Do you know what? All those things kind of apply now. They really do. They really do. You can talk about that. I'm also really interested in this idea of staying friends with the ex, right? We all took the piss out of Gwyneth Paltrow when she started talking about conscious uncoupling, right? We kind of filed it under things Gwynny does on that Goop site, you know, including sort of steam cleaning a uh, foo-foo, which is something that none of us need to do. But it seems like she's got a point here. There's pictures of her in uh, in the mail. Her and Chris Martin, proving that exes can still enjoy each other's company. They're on the beach. They're having a double date with their new partner. She's got remarried. He's got a new girlfriend. They're on holiday together. That's extraordinary behaviour from two people who've not been apart really that long. You know, I can understand how maybe after a while, you know, whatever differences you have that made you split up might not be as painful and you can kind of get together on certain occasions for the kids. But, you know, it's for a limited time. A holiday is something else, isn't it? So this thing of conscious uncoupling, it seems like they did the right thing. We'll have a look at that later on in the show as well. And I'd love to hear your stories if you've managed to stay friends with an ex or maybe you fell out with them and actually that was what you needed to do for a while and you've managed to come full circle and, and work out that, yeah, you might not be romantically involved anymore, but you, you don't hate each other anymore. I'd love to hear those stories. Um, there's also a story about um, Charlie Sheen and his ex and the understanding they have, which is quite something, but I might save that for after uh, 11 o'clock when uh, it's m less likely that 
that uh, the Sprogs will be listening. I mean, I'm hoping they're not listening now, but it is the holidays. You know what it's like. Let's have a word with Roger. Hey, Roger. Hey, Catherine. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It's nice to hear your voice. I've been wondering where you were. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of me, don't worry. Wonderful. Well, uh, end of last night's show. Yes. Confused the hell out of me. Go on, remind me. I can't remember. I was very tired. I was in bed. And the last thing I remember was you talking to George. Ah. And then, suddenly, I'm hearing Paul Ross asking deep, in-depth questions. And no. I'm laying there thinking, oh, I wonder who Paul's talking to. I must have, I must have completely nodded off. <laughs> must have completely nodded off. I don't, who's, he, who's he interviewing? This sounds... Yeah. And then I hear George. Here's what happened. I made the mistake of mentioning, um, having been, um, brought up in the Church of England at one point, and so the Bible got mentioned, and of course that's a red rag to a bull when it comes to George. So George rings up and he pointed out, and I'm sure he'll say that this isn't quite the way he said it, but this is what I understood he was driving at. He said, well, if you know about the Gospels, you'll realise that there are discrepancies in there and they've been put there on purpose because they're leading you towards a different truth. They want uh, you to... Oh, yeah. I, I, think I, heard, I think I heard that bit, but I right. it, it was literally... It was literally, I must have I must have nodded off for like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got surreal. Of course it did. It got extremely surreal. You can't nod off during this show because you know what it's like. It takes a completely different tack. Uh, that, well, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing with it being the same show but different when mm-hmm. you do it. It's a lot more. I, could, I was so relaxed last night listening to you that... What you mean is I sent you to sleep? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Well, you're not as shouty as Ian. So. <laughs> no, I'm not as shouty as Ian. <laughs> but you've well, missed him. Don't say you haven't. Of course I've missed him. Yeah. It's been a fantastic week of shows. Oh, um, thank you. It's but been... I'm looking forward to him coming back. Yeah, so am I. It's Are a lot you? easier with two of us, I tell you. It's a lot easier just sitting here and making my mate laugh. Yeah. And, um, but I've really enjoyed it. And do you know what? It does me good once in a while just to flex that, that muscle again. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic to hear the flying solo again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Roger. No, no worries. Did you hear what I said about this um, selfie idea that our young minds are doing? I heard a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, what do you reckon? So the idea is, right, and they're obviously trying to make a, a, a something that trends because they're trying to raise awareness. But what the idea is, you get a picture of yourself as a younger kid and you mm. tell that kid three things and you think about them and they probably apply to you now and you deserve that same level of kindness now. Mm. What do you reckon? Well, I tell, I tell myself not to slack off during my degree, but... Oh, really? <laughs> nah, I, was, I hated it. I was bored. What did you do? I, I did business computing. Uh-huh. It was only a year, thankfully. So, but by the by that by, by that point in education, I was so I was so bored, and I picked the. Uh, I regretted not doing the computer uh, programming properly. Right, and you didn't switch because I knew loads of kids that switched halfway through. I I did switch because I was I was on a uh, I was on a business integrator technology right degree right. And I realised pretty quickly, uh, this is a bit of a jump from the HND. I don't think I can cope with right. this. Okay. Help! <laughs> and uh, it, were a, it, were an, it was an interesting year, but I realised I should have bitten the bullet and 
because I could have gone. To, I could have gone to university, right, for for a couple of years because it were it were like a degree top up. But you didn't take control of the situation. No. I don't think you realise you can sometimes when you're a kid. Yeah. Oh, I was. Uh, I was probably. Because when I started university, I was. I was still 17. I was, you know, one of the youngest in the year, and I just sort of floated into it. Thankfully, I did something that I enjoyed, but. There were other people that made, you know, proper decisions. People that had, people didn't have years out that were from state school when I went yeah. to university. Whereas, you know, the posh kids had thought it through and generally had a plan. Yeah, I was just, I was just a rubbish student because the higher in ed, the higher in education I got, the more bored I got. Oh I'd, really? I'd uh, I'd have been much better because I did a two-year diploma and then another two-year higher higher diploma, and then it was a year for the degree, right. or it could have been it could have been two. If I'd have gone and done a done a software engineering degree, right, and that's what I wish I'd have done. Yeah, you just got a little bit. I got a bit late. I got a bit lazy. A bit lazy it were easy. It were easy to stay at college and do the business degree, and I thought, oh, well, it'll be all right. All right. It'll so there's right. your there's your first one then. Less than less than. Don't slack off. It's more probably take control of your life. Yeah. All right. Two more. Oh God, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. You're putting, you're putting me on the spot. But do you see what's happening? Take yeah, control take, of your life is something yeah. that could apply now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be kinder to people. You're a nice bloke, aren't you? I'm a nice bloke, but I can, I've got a mouth on me. Oh, have you? I've got, um, I can be into, I can be intolerant. Not in a, not in a Tommy Robinson sort of way, but in a, I don't. I can, you can get very irritable. Yeah. Do you know what? That is one of my faults. I, fl- I have flashes of anger. Yeah. And I'll say it, and then I'll immediately regret it. Or I'll get I'll get caught up in my own huff mm. um, and be furious about something and risk cutting my nose off to spite my face. And it's at moments like that, actually, where Ian talks me down. Yeah. It's... This, this hot weather in the summer don't help. Oh, yeah. It just makes me so narky. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, it's just just trying. I, 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 I'm just I'm just thinking. Twenty years ago, if we had Twitter as kids, mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what I'd be like. I don't know what I'd be like on Twitter. You think you'd be in trouble? I probably would have been because I was I was a I was a little sod in chat rooms. Were you? Yeah. What like a troll? Semi-troll, mainly winding idiots up. I used to go for the, I used to go for the racists and the uh, sexists. All right, well, wind them up something chronic. You'd probably be on the right side of history then, Roger. It's not like you were one of them. I was always getting banned. (laughs) 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 One site, I think I used about four hundred different names in the end. Blimey. I just have different names for different moods. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous stuff. This sounds really sad now. It doesn't. I, I, I just, I, I just change name depending on my mood. All right. Can can we? Can you let us in on some of those alter egos? Oh God, alter egos. I think the armored warrior was one. <laughs> the armored warrior. The armored warrior was one. And then I did, did a little. Then I did a little. I had a headache, and I did a little skit where I was fed up with this headache, and I uh, decapitated myself. Oh blimey! So then I was at that. Then I was at the armored warrior without a head. <laughs> 
guided, guided to chat room asking people, have you seen me yet? <laughs> I put it off the other day, I can't find it. How long did this but, go on? Days. <laughs> days I kept this going. Days. Uh, then I bought a second hand head, so I was the armoured warrior with a second hand head. <laughs> Right. Don't go around asking people, was you already seen me? I don't rolled off that way. <laughs> this is beautiful. Right, so I'm seeing I'm seeing a full picture for you here, Roger. <laughs> so what we're looking at is take control of your life, be ki- be, be kinder and take it easy on social media. <laughs> I'm a di- I only use Twitter. Alright, take it easy I on Twitter. I only, I, I, I only use Twitter and let me have a look. I think I joined in 2013. And I think I've sent something like 70,000 tweets. Oh, blimey. And do you stand by them all? Uh, they can be a bit sweary, but yeah. They can, be, they, can be a, they can be a bit sweary, but I don't think there's anything... I don't think there's anything that... That would get kicked off Love Island? I think my... Uh, fat belly and bald head again. <laughs> I don't know. I think things have got to go full circle at some point. They got it. We're going to get sick of seeing people with perfect bodies and this swimming costumes pulled right up. I can't. I don't see the. I don't see the attraction. <laughs> don't look very comfortable apart from anything else. <laughs> hey, it was nice to talk to you, Roger. It's been a pleasure as always, Catherine. Thanks for giving me a ring. No worries. Take care. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And that, my friends, is the late night alternative. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Tell you what, some of these um, some of these five-year-old selfies are quite telling. Thanks very much for um, tweeting these through. I'd love to hear from you if you want to have a chat about them, because I think that it's worth kind of mulling over. 0344-499-1000. So the idea comes from Young Minds UK. And what they're doing on Twitter is getting you to look at a, an old picture of yourself as a kid... Tell that kid three things, three words of advice that you would offer them, you know, now, you're mo- now you've moved on in life, and think about how that's relevant to you today. And Rogers was really interesting, so he was talking about taking control of his life, being kinder, not flying off the handle so much, and taking it easy on, on social media. All this stuff is relevant. 0344-499-1000. Krista says she'd tell herself, keep laughing no matter what, things change but don't be scared and don't give up on what makes you happy. Uh, Dave, don't worry about everything. You can't be perfect. Other people care, so ask for help. My God, that is a hard-earned lesson, isn't it? Thanks for these. Keep them coming. Um, And we've got one here as well that says, um, love your mum, love your dad, but don't fall in love. Now, there's a story that I'd love to hear if you feel like uh, giving me a call. 0344 499 1000. We're also talking about whether it's possible to stay friends with your ex or whether Gwyneth Paltrow has managed to do something that no one else can manage, you know, like steam cleaning your privates. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin prove exes can still be friends as they enjoy a beach double date with significant others Brad Falchuk and Dakota Johnson during a holiday in the Hamptons, right? So it's not only hanging out with each other and maybe doing a kid's birthday party without throttling each other. Going away on holiday. Now, I can't think of many friends I could stand, much as I love them, not stand, tolerate. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I love my friends. 
But you know that there are too many people involved in a holiday sometimes, right? When you want to do one thing, they want to do something else. You realize that their, the rhythm of their day might be different from yours. They may not be as, um, may not be, may, may not be as punctual as you are. You find yourself sitting around waiting for them. Maybe they like to sort of laze around and you like to go and see stuff, vice versa. Never mind that once you were married to them, right? So they've managed to do something that I think a lot of people wish they could do for the sake of the kids, you know. And this was only three years ago that they split up. So this is what it says in the mail here. And I'd love to hear from you if you've managed this in real life. Or maybe you think it's a load of old balls and it's absolutely impossible. And as much as you try, actually, you need to keep a healthy dose of remembering why you don't like them anymore. They consciously uncoupled back three years ago, but it hasn't stopped Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin from keeping close. Clearly fond of each other's company, the former couple was seen enjoying a beachy double date with their own significant others during uh, a holiday in the Hamptons. And they all look like one big happy family as all four showed off their very toned beach bodies. I mean, I'm not sure that the beach bodies have got much to do with this, but... If you were wondering, uh, the male tells you that she kept on a pair of baby blue shorts much to someone's disappointment. I don't think it's um, necessarily Chris's. The Academy Award winner relaxed beside her producer husband, Brad, who wore just a pair of broad, board shorts. Falchuk's muscular torso and buff arms, I mean, this is nothing to do with how they've made this work, made him look more like an actor than a behind-the-scenes pro. When the Sliding Doors actress decided to step into the ocean, she made sure to give her love a kiss. All right, so they're being demonstrative in front of their exes and their children. Meanwhile, Fifty Shades, Dakota Johnson... Who gets, who, who's guessing that we're going to find out what she was wearing? Sunk her feet into the warm sand. Yes, she was classic looking in a pair of denim shorts, a white t-shirt and Birkenstocks, which she took off, took off to tread towards the ocean. The peanut butter falcon actress's ensemble offered just a hint of sex appeal as a top dipped low to reveal her black bikini. What it means is we had a good old ogle at the girl's bikini. Dakota, the daughter of Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson, wore her hair down as she shaded herself uh, from the bright sun with sunglasses. I mean, it's extraordinary beach behaviour, I think you'll find. So, um, yeah, they're all sitting chatting and um, getting along. Um, while many exes would be wary to spend time together, Chris and Gwyneth have always maintained a close relationship. That's the bit I'm interested in, how you manage to stay friends with an ex when obviously you've not managed to make it work um, as a relationship. Uh, it seems Paltrow is in full support of his relationship with Johnson. Gwyneth really likes Dakota, and she likes Chris and Dakota together as a couple. An insider told E! News. And it's, do you ever believe in insiders? It's just E! News wanted to write, usually, I find. Um, Dakota's always fit in really well and felt like part of the family when they all hang out. She's very mature, she's smart, she's interesting, they have a lot to talk about. Um, while still friends, apparently Paltrow tries to, not to get too involved. She doesn't get too involved in Chris's business, but she does want him to be happy and she, she supports him. She has seen how happy he is with Dakota and that's a good thing for everyone. Um, and then some speculation as to whether she kept them together because they might have split up. I mean, who knows this stuff? The people within the relationships. But, you know, the photos speak for themselves. They're hanging out together with the kids and that can only be a good thing, right? As long as they're not at each other's throats. So if you've managed to make it work or if you've tried and failed, let's hear your experience, please. I'd be really interested. And like I say, after 11 o'clock, I'll tell you what's been going on in Charlie Sheen's relationship with his ex-wife, which takes understanding to a whole nother level. But I guess if you've been married to Charlie Sheen, you've got quite a high tolerance level. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's talk to Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi, how's it going? All right, thanks. Thanks for ringing. What do you want to say? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm Ronnie, uh, you're on Twitter. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, 
love your mum, love your dad. Yeah, oh, thanks for ringing, because I was really curious about, about that, because obviously there's a story there. Oh, there's, there's loads of stories, yeah. All right. Well, I, well, I lost me, I lost my mum when I was 11. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, sorry. Uh, like I said, my dad used to come and visit us, like, you know, weekends. Yeah. And then when, when she died, he, he was coming, it was, it was a Sunday, so he was just coming up to, like, come and see us. And then right. we told him, like, and then he had to come and look after us. Yeah. And then he, he died when he was 18. Oh, flipping heck. So, yeah, so it was a bit, yeah, so that, and then, and obviously I just fell out of love. Well, I've not fell out of love, my girlfriend fell out of love, and... Right, and how, yeah. and, and how long ago was that? Well, three weeks ago. Oh, man, that's fresh, Yeah. Then. Oh, well, I've been on the phone to the Samaritans, I've, I've been down to her house. I've just had my last conversation with her, actually, and it's, you know... Yeah. Like, she's going away with her sister, um, she's done her house up herself, blah, 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 I'm like... I lost my, pl- my I lost my dog last year. Right. And uh, it's cancer. She's thirteen. Anyway, so. Right. I lost so my you... job. With de- I lost my job with depression. Right. So you feel and like you've lost enough, and now this. Well, I've lost everything now. Yeah. Well, I've got a dog. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, can you someone letting on? <clears throat> yeah, that's Ronnie. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a, it's all a bit of a mess at the minute. But, yeah, but. Yeah, you know, we, we try to stay strong. <laughs> trying to stay strong but it sounds like you I'm glad you called the Samaritans and you're looking after yourself that's really oh, important yeah. well actually like saying is you know is it just like a proper bad blow because I mean we haven't been getting out for a while yeah because um, you know because of my depression really and right. I just couldn't shake it you know and I've you now pushed her to, you know I've just pushed her and I've pushed her and pushed and she's she's said no that's it do you think that it, she, after a break she might rethink things or there's a way to uh, work it well, through well like I say I mean I, I She's not spoke to me for two weeks. She's been ignoring my calls and stuff. And ah. I've been leaving voicemails, crying and sending letters, sending flowers. Right. Um, and today I'd had enough, like, and I, I went down. She let me in and, you know, she said, look, I don't want to be with you anymore. Right. It's over. Right. You have to move on. I'm moving on. I'm going away with my sister. Like, oh, my God. But it was good to go down and see her, because I was thinking, oh, so, so she's got another man and... Yeah, you know, but, but she like she's just, she's just exhausted with it by the sounds of yeah. things. Yeah, it can be hard. I know it's hard for you. It's bloody awful for you. But oh, you know, yeah, yeah. when you love someone and and yeah. they're ill like that, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I mean, you know, obviously, I couldn't do nothing about my parents, and but, no. I mean, this has just really cut me to pieces. It's like you know, she's the love of my life, like you know, so yeah. And oh, it's like you know, she's telling me, you know, I don't love you anymore. I don't want you. And it's like, oh no way. <laughs> Do you know what? In a way, she's probably trying to be kind because she's not. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want you hanging on and feeling well, like this, you know. That's, that's why. I'm not, that's why I'm not answering the phone, you know, because it, it gives you hope. It gives you hope. Yeah, and she thinks it's. Cruel. You can't just ignore me, you know. I said, I said, you know, I'm sat here on my own now, twiddling my thumbs. You know, I've got no job and having to get vouchers for bleeding food banks and. Oh God. You know what I mean? And it's, you know. Well, have, you, have you got any family left? <clears throat> Um, I have, I've got three brothers, but oh. don't really speak. Oh, man. Yeah, so, it's like, you know, when you lose your mum, like, it's, it's, that's like where everyone goes, isn't it? Your son, mum's doing a Sunday dinner, everyone's there, and yeah. obviously when she wasn't there, the older brothers stopped coming, and... I know what you mean. You know, I know yeah, what you mean. So, but, you know, you know we're, we're, still, we're, we're still in the game. We're still, you know, we're keeping our heads up. It's just, you know, you get up and down, do you know what I mean? Sometimes it just goes, boom. Yeah, you, this is the thing, and, and you know this better than anyone because you're a survivor, because the reason you're still talking to me now and the reason why you reached out to the Samaritans is that you know what you need to do. And you oh, know that it comes yeah. in waves, right? And you've got to ride the wave. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Steve, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. it's cruddy at the moment. Uh, you know, it is, it is what it is, you know. It can't get any worse. 
<laughs> well, here's the thing, right? The only way is up from now. Well, that's it, yeah. Well, and yeah, it, it can't get any worse. And you don't want to hear this now, but you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. You don't well, want someone it, sticking you know, with you because they feel be, sorry for you. You've messed up yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, God, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I pull myself out of it? And, because you're not, because you, you're not well, and you're not think, you don't think straight when you're in that well, situation. I've got counselling, but I've been, you know, it's in, it's in another month, September. Right. You know, she knows I've been waiting for that, and I keep saying this. They've got me tablets. They've, yeah. You know, they've got, anyway. You, here's what you got to do, Steve. It's now about number one. That's it. This is about you getting better. The counselling's coming. September will be here with within you know before when you know September it. Comes. <laughs> oh, when September comes, right? Yeah, that's when, when September comes. That's when you get a grip of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got men. I've got men. I think tonight done me good going to see him and just you know you know poured me out to him. And yeah. Told me point blank, it's done. Right. Okay. So, so you know, I took that on the chin and I said goodbye and walked out and. Oh, I've phoned her since, and she's blocked me again. <laughs> All right. Well, th but, this is you know, it now. This is it. It's yeah. um, onwards and upwards. Well, it's like said, I just you know, like I was reading that about that five. It's what would you tell your five year old self? Yeah. You know, it'd be like you know, be a bit thoughtful of your mum and dad, and you know, because I blame my dad. You know, when when my mum went, like I, I sort of, so I lost the relationship with my dad then right. when my mum died because right. you know, because it was always Sunday. Oh, here's my dad. My dad's coming up it's Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, I would go like fires or whatever. So you associated that with losing your mum? Yeah, but to them, so when my mum died, I sort of blamed him. Yeah. Because you know, he wasn't there, he should have looked after him. So then I lost my relationship. And then when he died, it was like, oh, you know. Done it again. But anyway. Listen, yeah. but that none of that was your fault. You were a kid. No. Yeah, he, yeah. He, here's what happens from now on, Steve. You start looking after yourself. And That's accepting that you, the fact that you need to look after yourself, you don't yeah. have to keep surviving it. That counselling's going to do you brilliant. Do you know oh, what? Yeah, it it might not so, be a yeah. brilliant fit, but then you try another one. Well, that's it. You know, you just got to try it. You know, something's got to work. You know what I mean? Something's got to, you know, we'll get there. I've got every faith in you, Steve. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. It was good to talk to you, Kath. Thanks. You too. Will you give me a ring after you've had your counselling and tell me how you get on? Yeah, sure, of course, yeah. All right. You hang in all there, right, kid, yeah. all right? You, all right, you take care. Take care. Bye, Steve. Bye-bye. Flipping it, poor lad. 0344-499-1000. If you want to give me a ring, we can talk about that. The three things you tell your younger self, I mean, it's going to vary from person to person, and it's still relevant to everyone, it turns out. Um, I'd love to hear from you. You can um, tweet me if you'd prefer, uh, at Talk Radio or at Flipping Cath. You can text talk and your message to 87222. Um, so we can talk about that. We can talk about staying friends with your ex, whether it's impossible, whether whether you've had to accept that it's just not going to happen, or whether you've managed to make it work. And if you have, how have you done it? Because so many people would love your advice. 0344-499-1000, let's hear you. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. So Young Minds UK are doing this thing on Twitter that I think we can apply to the show tonight. It's really interesting, actually, the things it's flagging up. You look at a picture of your younger self, or just imagine your younger self, and you think of three things that you would tell that kid. And if you think about those things, generally, they still apply to you now. And what Young Minds are saying is you still deserve that kindness that you would show to that child. Because somewhere, that kid's still there. Um, thanks very much for all of your tweets. Some really, really interesting ones. Oliver, who um, we sometimes talk to, is uh, trans. 
and he says, one, you're allowed to be a boy. Two, come off the internet until you're about 16. Trust me, childhood internet addiction is not fun. And three, friends are more important than family in your case. There's a thing. There is a thing. Um, we've got some other ones as well. Thanks so much. These are great. Um, and some fantastic pictures as well. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, Linda says, I was intrigued by your method, your mention of Gwyneth's steam clean routine. Yeah, from her, um, you know, lady garden. So I had to look it up. Blimey. Yeah. Don't do any more than looking it up. Apparently it's, I mean, apparently. I think we can all agree that was not what that was designed for. I mean, you don't need to flip in steam clean it for heaven's sake. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Don't mess with it. Uh, Krista says, more than ever getting outside my comfort zone has been the best thing I've ever done. Facing the things that scare me and laughing them off one by one. Uh, and Donna tells me she's best friends with her ex and they talk every day. We need to know your secret, Donna. 0344 Uh Let's have a chat. First of all, with Jerry, we've got Mark, we've got Kenny. And then it could be you if you want to give me a shout. I would love to hear from you. Uh, let's go, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you today? I'm very few, but not doing too bad. All right. You're sounding quite clear today. That's great. Yeah, I'm doing, doing chilled out. Good. No, really chilled out. Good. Good, good, good. What's voice twins? What's, right, voice twins that? is this. I rang up my uh, kids to say goodnight to them, as I always do, and they are starting to sound exactly the same as each other. Oh. So, voice twins is, who do you sound like, or who do you mix up, basically? Uh, no, it's not my... Well, we know we've spoken to you in the past and you've sounded quite Frank Sidebottomish. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the level the of medication. Day. I watched the film from Frank Sidebottom film the other day. It's good. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? It's great. So good. Nice guy, seems from across a nice guy, a bit lost. Yeah, do you know what? He sounds like a nice bloke, probably a nightmare to be married to. Yeah. Uh, someone who couldn't, uh, you know, he was so artistic he couldn't make any money out of it, which is unfortunate. He, he sort of lacked that kind of killer money-making aspect that would have, could have made his life different. But that was the way he was, and it sounds like people that knew him generally loved him. Yeah, nice. nice Such nice, a shame nice. what happened. Such a shame. I know that um, Ian misses him a lot. But anyway. Well, my eyes on different things. Yeah. Sexies, sexies. Going back to things, hanging out with each other. There's one part that wants more. That's what I One that wants more. Oh, right. Let's get back together. That's what I think. Right. So you don't one think it's ever possible to stay mates because one of them will no, always... No, because one always wants more and it's always wrong. Yeah. Men, men, go, men go crazy when they were... Yeah, I'd be bushes and everything. I wonder, whether it, bush. I wonder whether it's only possible to be friends with your ex when you've both got someone else. That's a weird one, I just a person feel that. I can't, I just feel party feel. Yeah, can you imagine going on holiday with them? <laughs> be a bit yeah, awkward. Yeah. In a caravan in real. <laughs> Not a caravan in real. wasn't talking yeah, about that kind of holiday. Tandem riding tandem. <laughs> I don't think that's the sort of holiday Gwyneth and Chris are having, but you never know. In real, in a sandcastle. <laughs> on the Nova's Ark, never Nova's Ark. What? On the pumper. What you say? Nose up on the pumper. Oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Probably floors and everything, this may be all sick. <laughs> I never went to real, but I get the idea. You never been real? No, we were always, um, where did we used to go? Anglesey, if we went to Wales. Oh, no, Ang that's really... Anglesey, or we'd go Black Hill. I saw the Wiggleasing Windows in Anglesey. Hmm? I saw the Wiggleasing Windows in Anglesey. 
Oh. Never told any. Mm. That's crap. <laughs> Do you know what? Sometimes I hear, I, I hear most words and sometimes some words stand out and the final word there was said with such gusto. Oh, yeah. I think everyone got it. Nice to speak to you, Jerry. Okay, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hiya, Mark. Evening. Sorry. Evening. Oh, you last I was just tweeting. You were just tweeting. I was. Yeah. Who are you tweeting? I was. I was tweeting. I've got you on. All right. To help me sleep tonight. Oh, thanks a bunch, mate. <laughs> I literally pressed like tweet as you spoke to me. <laughs> well, thanks a bunch. Uh, what? What did I ring up for? Oh, t- you tell me. Oh, three things that I'd have told my younger self. Yeah, go on. Is get your head down at school. Yeah. Um, the life, the, the world still goes on without you, whether you're with it or whether you're not. Yeah. And people don't really care if, you, if people ask you how you are. Oh, do you think that's true? Yeah, because you know the amount of times you say to people, how are you, and then they actually tell you the story. Yeah. Well, why are they not? You're actually in a rush, but really all you was doing is uh, giving a nice gesture. All right, well, Mark, what you're saying is don't ask people how they feel because you don't care. Some people do. <laughs> just because you're, you're cold and unfeeling and in a rush. I can't be nice all the time, can I? It turns out, no. <laughs> um, my next thing about voice twins. Yes. So me and my best friend sound very much similar on the phone. Aha. Uh-huh. Which is quite good. And have you ever played someone uh- off? No, no, we've not gone that far. It's going to happen at some point. Probably. You could stand in for them. If there's ever, like, a tricky conversation to be had, that's actually quite handy, having someone that could do it dispassionately. Because we both talk quite fast. Fast? Yeah. You're always very laid back when you phone me. I don't know whether you're sedated. It's always late, and I've I've been at work for, like, 15 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Your, Your battery's about to wear out. Yeah, that's why I always feel like I'm killing the vibe. <laughs> I'm really tired. No, you're not killing the vibe. Also, vibes. how cute is Lily? Hmm? How cute is Lily? Oh, yeah, she's lovely. Lily, by the way, is Mark's cat. He tweeted me a picture. <laughs> she's um, one of those, like, she looks like one of those manga cats. Very kind of round, round face. Yes, she is. Uh, but also, she's got, a, she, she's got a lot of attitude, which is what I like most. <laughs> she has. I, I chucked the bed, well, I didn't chuck it, I placed the bed there, and then she decided to wander over to it, so I thought she might have gone in it. It's a really posh it's one. It, it's like gilded it, bed. It, it cost me 25 quid from pets at home. <laughs> what a waste of money that was. And she'd rather what? Where's she sleeping? On your bed? No, she was, and then, then I went upstairs and she was in the spare bedroom, did like a basket with like what we put the towels in. Right, okay, she wants her own room she's then, that's what she's there. telling you. She doesn't want to sleep in the living room. <laughs> She was so she was laid, laying in there. Outrageous. Well, you yeah. know, here's the thing, Mark. What you're learning is it's her house and you're just allowed to live there. Yeah. And she's going to do what she wants. I that. <laughs> and she's but, also started bullying the next door neighbour's cat. Has she? Yeah. There's this ginger and white skinny thing. Oh, and yeah. She really doesn't like it. If she sees it on the garden, she charges straight out there. And then that horrible noise that they make when cats are fighting. Yeah. She does that. It's horrible. Oh, she's the queen of everything. Oh, she is. She's just sassy. We call her Lily Savage. <laughs> that sounds quite good. <laughs> I think you but got the I'm measure already, of her. 
Yeah, I'm going to let you get on. I'm going to get some sleep. I've got a busy day tomorrow. Night, night, Mark. Sorry to trouble you. Flipping heck. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a buzz, I'd love to hear from you. You know, if you can spare me the time, it's very busy and important, is Mark. Um, if you want to send me a text, you can do that uh, by texting Talk and your message to eight seven two two two. You can tweet me at Flipping Kath or at Talk Radio. But you know, phoning me is always the preferred method. If I'm really honest, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And that's what Kenny's done. Hiya, Kenny. Hello. Hello, you're on. Oh, it's Penny, darling. Oh, Penny. Yeah, um, first of all, let me just quickly say, um, love the way you spoke to Steve. Um, uh, I think he needed that. Um, but, um, sorry, going back to Friends with Exes. Yes, go on. I am friends with my ex. Uh, my son's father. Right. Um, I'm not sure about going on holiday, but possibly it wouldn't be out of the realm of it. Wow. Um, we get on great. Um, we split up just not long after we had my son. Right. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we get on really good. And did you always, or did you have a time where you just didn't talk to each other? Oh, we had, oh, God, we had a time <laughs> we were fighting like cat and dog. I think sometimes it's necessary, don't you? Yeah, um, but I think you gave a great point earlier is when you're maybe both with someone again. Yeah. And that was the difference. Yeah, when you realise you're better off, maybe. Yeah, I, I really do think so. Um, but now we can certainly meet up. We've met up. Um, within the last uh, um, 20 years with both our current partners, his current partner, um, and, yeah, it's fine. Who um, paired off first? Who found someone else first? Um, I think he did. Right. And and how did that feel? Um, the first time it happened, it was for my son's birthday, and he brought his current along. Right. Um, but no, it was fine. I've got to be honest. It was just fine. Um, and I don't, I mean, we've not ever gone on holiday together, but I wouldn't count it out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, no, I would never do that. How old are the kids now? Oh, Lord. Um, old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Twenty-five at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah, but um, I bet that's gone in a flash. So you were—they were, they were quite young when you. About when the, certainly he was little. Right. Um, no, we meet up when it was their birthdays, and maybe his father would bring along a, the current, or I would, and certainly no problem. Right. Right. And I definitely, yeah, I wouldn't count. Uh, again, it's never happened. Um, unfortunately, I lost my mother a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and he, my son's dad, came to the funeral with his current wife. Um, and we had, <laughs> sounds awful, doesn't it, on a funeral. We had a great time. <laughs> Do you know what? That often happens because it puts life in perspective and it's kind of a relief, isn't it, to be able to have a conversation with people afterwards and for the tension to go and all that formality to go. And I think we had that a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. It was just that was, you know, I was so grateful he came. Um, and I, I really wouldn't have given 
and monkeys, um, who he came with that, that, yeah. that day. Yeah. Um, but he was supportive to me, and I think that's so important. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. So um, you don't work. have to. You just have to look at what the differences were when you were together and recognize that yeah. and move on. Yeah. And I think that's the most valuable lesson in life you can have. Yeah. You and obviously, have to move on. And obviously you both, you know, you in the interests of your child together, you were still mum and dad. Exactly, which absolutely fooled my son for a lot of years when he used to try and play us off against each other. God, oh, that's so good. <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. That is so good. Be because point, that, that, those little loopholes when parents resent each other can become massive problems. Yeah, but it was hilarious at one point when my son was playing up a little bit at school and forgot that mum and dad actually, despite not living together, still get on. Mm -hmm. And we just both ganged up on him. Great. Great. Um, so it's what's necessary, isn't it? Yes, I think it's really important. So for the lovely caller, Steve, that you dealt with so brilliantly. Oh, thanks. It was not an awful um, lot you can say really when it's that fresh. I dealt with that so specially um, because he's obviously hurting. Yeah. But there is that light. There just is that light. It doesn't have to be the same person. You just have to look and be happy for what you've got yeah. or what you had. Yeah. Um, and I certainly look at my son's father. And again, I'm not totally sure whether we'd go on holiday, but yeah, possibly. Yeah, it, it's not an idea that the... makes you want to throw up. No, no, it wouldn't <laughs> be out of the question. If they said, okay, we're paying for me to go off to the Bahamas tomorrow. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yes, I'd be I think I'd go that. with him on that occasion too. Um, a friend of mine was, is really wise. I've got, I've got this friend who, um, if I'm ever having a problem that I'm trying to keep to myself, I don't go and see her because I can walk through the door and she can read my face. Mm -hmm. But she's so wonderful. Yeah, those. and thank God I've got her. She's wonderful. But she had, um, a really hard time at one point with a, with a very abrupt um, split, a breakup and she was in shock and she ended up going to see a counsellor about it and the counsellor gave her some really really important advice that I that I've held in my head and I think is uh, is absolutely cracking and she said all those things that you like about him and that you'll miss about him are still there and you can still have that relationship it's just that it shifts a little you won't be living together anymore yeah I think that's absolutely perfect um yeah I can't say anymore that's exactly what I think about my son's dad and um, there's not a moment of me that would ever want to be back with him um, but I've got my wonderful son and his dad was always good to me um, so I look back and I just you can look at the good times Penny I'm really glad you rang me up tonight I'm really glad I found you darling thanks very much will you ring again um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not often awake at this time of night. It's got to be a set. Good. Um, but yeah, I was, and I'd never listened to you before. Um, and then I, I just got caught in with your whole conversation with, um, darling Steve. Um, so yes, I will try and call back if I can. Perfect. It'd be nice to but hear from thank you. Thank you, darling. It's been a really, Really nice chat. Yeah, and I've really um, appreciated your experience, you know. Um, but, 
yeah, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Speak again. Thanks very much, Penny. Good night. And yeah, it's completely reasonable to not be up at this time of night. But if you are and you fancy a chat, 0344-499-1000 is the number to call. Um, We're talking about whether you can stay friends with your ex and if you've managed it, tell us how. But also if you've decided that actually there's a good reason why you're not together and perhaps a little bit of falling out and not speaking to each other for a while is just what the doctor ordered. You know, sometimes it can hurt too much to keep trying. 03444991000. Also, this idea of having a think about your younger self and three things you would tell them. I'd love to hear that. Three bits of advice that you would tell your younger self because we've been writing them down and as you write them down, you realise they're probably still applicable. And what's happening is uh, Young Minds UK are trying to encourage people to do that and to recognise the fact that that advice probably still stands and you deserve the same sort of kindness that you would show yourself as a child. 0344-499-1000. We can talk about that, but we can talk about whatever you fancy. This show is The Late Night Alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle. And to be honest, you can set the agenda yourselves. I'd love to hear from you. 0344-499-1000. Tweet me at, at Talk Radio or text Talk and your message to 87222. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio.
want Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle, and I've got a full switchboard. Woohoo! If you want to give me a ring, I will always find room for you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're talking about the three things you wish you could tell your younger self, and actually, in most cases, we're finding that it's stuff that still applies now. It's valuable advice, and you still deserve kindness. Uh, we're also talking about um, exes who manage the seemingly impossible, which is to stay friends. And, you know, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow, we all took the mick out of them when they were talking about consciously uncoupling and some of our other advices, stuff you don't want to go anywhere near, like steam cleaning your nunny. But the, the unconscious uncoupling thing seems to work. They're on holiday together with their respective partners and everyone looks absolutely, well, fine. How does that happen? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Or maybe you found that actually you and your ex needed a period of hating each other in order to rediscover, you know, tolerance. Because you know, Jerry said to us earlier on, if you if you stay mates from the start, one of you always wants more than the other, or one of you wants something different from the other one. That, that's the risk. I don't know. I've never been there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you have, this is this is your moment. I want to hear from you. Let's have a word with Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Hi, Kat. Uh, that question uh, about what you would tell your true self really resonated, I suppose. It was a catalyst for me to call. I'm a long-term listener. I, I treat you and Ian from time to time. I talk to Ian once uh, uh-huh. about Elvis bootlegs or whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, basically, uh, I, I look at my younger self, and it's kind of sad because from when I see myself age four, five, six, I didn't know what was ahead of me in life. Uh, when I was 12, I, I vomited blood and ended up being diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. Oh, and I had two liver transplants then in 1995. And eventually, till I've got a long story short, I was, went on to be diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Right. So as, as, during that time in hospital, I worried. I worried incessantly. They tried every therapy, counselling. I tried hypnosis. And as the years went by, I eventually found out that, as cliched as it sounds, humour is the ultimate coping mechanism. Right. It really is. Like, I, when, I, when I spend my days in hospital, I will write a Facebook diary and I will try to observe my whole day from a humorous point of view, you know, and, and, and that helps me. And I, I find that, uh, I remember when I was having my liver transplant, I was uh, 21 or whatever, and they were, there, were pe- there were people in the ward, they were saying, you know, joking to the person feeding us food, oh, you know, don't be giving us liver today. And I thought, like, why, how can they joke about this? How, you know, this, but black humor and, 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 and that as you grow older, you realize humor is so helpful. You know, in the city fibrosis groups I would be in, you know, the humor would be quite dark sometimes, but it does help. Yeah. It does help. You know, I imagine thing, you get kind of to the point where you realize everyone is frightened to say things, and so if you say exactly. them, it's out there, it's gone, it's done, yeah, the yeah, tension is yeah. gone. And of course, death is the ultimate taboo subject. Nobody, nobody talks about it. Yeah. So, you know, okay. we all know, like, what we're facing. So exactly. Another question, another thing I've learned is friends. Uh, you know, it's another cliche, you know, the true friends on one, the fingers of one hand. Yeah. And I think in my case, illness, uh, or, or it's the case for anybody who's going through some sort of strife in their life, it's the ultimate litmus test of who is your friend. It sorts the wheat from the chaff, so yeah. to speak. So when, you know, I know Ian goes through difficult times and, and I, I mean, I admire your loyalty so much because I wish I had that kind of friend. You know, I went to university, I did my degree in journalism and I had friends and I thought, you know, these are going to be there for life. Yeah, good They're time never, friends, and, right? But they just, they drifted away and yeah. the longer I spent in hospital, the more 
they never talked to me no more cousins drifted away and you know Trevor's in hospital you know he's kind of gone from us now and uh, another thing then finally would be shyness I mean uh, I would be a shy kind of person now I'd be a little bit introverted and you know I, w- I wouldn't ask girls out when I was young uh, you know I'd be afraid of rejection oh, yeah. and I think to myself back now what, what, what did I have to lose you know you know to, you know there was nothing to lose. I should have just, you know, bit the bullet, so to speak. But it's hard to change who you are. And then, of course, of course, course someone did. Someone did ask me out, and I got engaged. And she, she knew my illness and all that before before it started. She knew everything about it, and we got engaged or whatever. And the first time I got sick, I got sepsis or whatever. Ended up in the hospital, and she sent me a message via Facebook, and she told me. So, oh, you know, ouch! I know, I know. That was tough to deal with, but like. She, she obviously, you know, as they say, I'd rather be alone for the right reasons than be yeah. with someone for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you don't want, so, it's like I said to Steve, you, you know, it, and it's hard to see it when it's just happened, but you don't want to be with someone because they feel sorry for you. No, or no, no. If they know it's not right. I think it's actually yeah. really brave for someone to say, look, exactly. this is not working. I'm not your yeah. person. Maybe your person is out there. It frees exactly. you to find them. Exactly. Or maybe well, you end up happier without them, you know. True, true. I just want to say, like, while I get the chance to hear that, I'm, I'm, I'm a long-time listener of the show since the very beginning. And, you know, I, I spend maybe three times a year in hospital, and I have a minimum two weeks every time. And it's just such a brilliant uh, forum for, you know, it, what I, I love about the show is it's got shades of grey. It goes from yeah. the light to the dark. You need to deal with subjects of, uh, serious subjects, and then suddenly it's one night where it's, full of humour and everything. I think you've got the balance perfectly right at the moment. And I just want to say thanks so much for keeping me entertained through some difficult times. Ah, you're a love, Trevor. You just made my night. Thank you so no much problem. for saying that. I appreciate okay. it. You stay Thank in touch you. with us, won't you? I will indeed. Thank you. Thanks very much. And thanks for hanging on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um Marilyn's also been hanging on for a while. Hey Marilyn. Hey Catherine. Hey, how are you? It's been a long time since I heard that lovely voice. It is a while uh yeah, I, I just think I haven't got anything particular to... Oh, I doubt that, Marilyn. You're a chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get going. anybody's interested. Of course, <laughs> of course they are. What brings you to us tonight? Well, I'm just thinking about you, you, what a good job you're doing. Oh, thanks, Marilyn. You're doing a grand job. And I keep thinking about your little laugh doing the, um, the meditation. <laughs> I, I, I need that. Well, she was talking to me today, and I said that she, she'd been mentioned a couple of times. She went, well, I must do more. I've been like, yes. she needs any encouragement, that child. She loves it. Uh, she, she does. Let, let I go get, get a, a video and uh, what have you. I will. I'll maybe do one tomorrow. And, uh, um, no, I was just thinking about my childhood and what you thought then when, and what you think now. Yeah. And what would you tell little Marilyn? Three things you'd tell her. Well, little Marilyn thought she was lanky and gawky, and I thought I had an enormous nose, and it's not, it's just normal. Isn't it a shame? How do you think, uh, and I thought I was fat when I got married, I was 18, and I look at the photographs, and it was uh, every Wednesday, and my waist was about a 24 was I was right in at the waist and am I getting feedback there, Catherine? No, I'm hearing you beautifully. But if you can't hear me, let me, let me switch you to another oh. line. If that's if can we no, just it's like um, I, I can hear me voice again? Hang on a minute. Sometimes this happens. Let me just let me just bob you along to the next one. Hang on. 
Can we drag it? Yeah, let's, tr- let's try this way. Is that any better? Yeah, that's junk. All right. I don't know why oh, that no, works, I've... but that works. It's like turning it off and turning it on again. I've got this phone on speaker. Maybe that's this. Oh, Marilyn, you're lucky Ian isn't here. He'd have your guts for garters. Is that what it, is it, that what it is it for? It might though? be, yeah. Or oh, shall I have to put it off speak and see if I can hear you? Right, see what you like. Is that, is that any better? I can't hear anything now. Oh, put it back on it. I couldn't tell the difference, to be honest, Marilyn, but for this once, I don't mind. Whatever works. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, so you were looking at pictures of yourself and realising that actually you were daft because you were perfect as you were. I know you worry about uh, things then and... But I, I always remember uh, my mum was a very wise woman and she used to say to us, uh, when, I think I was about 30 at the time, and she, she used to say, you never realise how good you are till you watch the other buggers perform. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's and right. And many a time I've thought that since, and I've, I think I'm all right. <laughs> I think you are, Marilyn. I remember thinking the same thing. I remember getting my wedding pictures back and thinking, oh, size of my bum. I wouldn't be able to get one leg in that wedding dress now. <laughs> I should have appreciated what I had. Well, I, I probably would have now because I've lost two stone while I've been poorly. Oh. And um, I, I, all my life I wanted to lose weight. But now I've lost it. I don't want it because my face has gone now. Uh, like a drip curtain. Oh, bless you. It's like Eamon Holmes always says, there's no wrinkles on a balloon. Ah, that's true. I was, I was all right before. Yeah, my gran was the same. I remember saying, all this time I wanted to lose weight when I was in my sort of 30s and 40s. She says, now I'm 90. I get frightened when I lose too much weight. <laughs> you need a little bit of padding just in case you get poorly, don't you? Yes, well, that's, I've had three years of uh, being poorly and it's... Uh, since Mike died, and and it, I feel as if I've been getting old. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I had me grandson, uh, who's twenty, and uh, he was cutting me grass and that. And we caught, we went out for dinner, and then we looked in a car showroom, and I bought another little car. Have yeah. Uh, what have you bought? Just a little C one, a Citroen. C1. Oh, nice. It's not brand new. It's four-year-old. Hey, that's new like, enough. Like new, the, the one I've got, 13-year-old. But um, the it's got... I, I just wanted a button that you could press to open the doors yeah. instead of fumbling with me key because I'm back and forth the hospital and the seat was higher so I can get out easier. Beautiful. And you've yeah. still got your freedom. You can move about, go wherever you want. I think it's important, uh-huh. that, for keeping yourself so going. So I get it on Tuesday and uh, so I just watch this space. I could be anywhere. I'll, I'll be watching the headlines for the... Uh, <laughs> Mad gl- woman on the loop. <laughs> Spe- speeding oh. grandmother Marilyn. <laughs> I know. You see, I, I, I feel thrillish spending it on myself. No, you shouldn't. Uh, all the kids, I can, uh, it doesn't matter what, we're all of them and uh, my sons and my grandbands. And, but uh, when it's me, it's not as if I've got a lot of money, you know. No, I know, but the, the, it's not just about a car, this, is it? It's about your freedom and about keeping yourself well, mobile and it's important. I just felt like, I said to my grandson when we were uh, 
signing all the things and everything and to get it and I said, I feel like a proper person again. Oh, Marilyn. <laughs> you are a proper person. But I know what you mean. When you've been ill all that time and people just... When you've been ill and you're bereaved and, you yeah. know, and uh, I, I've had a wonderful life, as I've said before. I mean, I've had two fantastic husbands. Um, but they've gone and I, 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 you feel as if if I wasn't truly, I would have get up and go before now. But, yeah. Uh, no, but it's, it, this is the thing, right? It's not about... It's not about buying a thing. It's about making plans for what you're going to do next, you know, rather than just sitting there and waiting for the flipping reaper to turn up. You've got plenty know, of, plenty of get up and go. He says, you've just thought you were getting old now and you didn't deserve anything else to you. Yeah. So, uh, the shiny red car. Good. So, a, a red one as well. Brilliant. Okay. There'd be no missing you. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. It's everybody. <laughs> hey, enjoy it, Marilyn. We'll speak again, won't we? Oh, yes. No, no. Uh, Thanks for ringing. Uh, you're doing a grand job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's really kind of you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. if you want to give me a ring. Talk about anything. You can boast about your new car like Marilyn did. It is important, isn't it, to sort of keep going and to make plans. I remember... The moment we realised one of my grandmas had given up on life was when she didn't want to buy a new pair of specs. She didn't see the point. She felt like treat, it was treating herself and she didn't want a new pair of specs because my granddad would never see them and she just, she just wasn't bothered anymore. Gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. And, um, lovely tear Marilyn there. Can you drag Oliver down for me, please? I'd love to have a, a chat because, um, because he's a good one. Hello, Oliver. Hello. How hey, are you? I'm good. Thank you. I thought you weren't going to ring me. I'd, yeah, I changed my mind. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. yeah. So, so, is this about the uh, three things you would tell your former, your younger self? Um, yes, yeah, sort of, I guess. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Then. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't. You know, I don't want to get in, into trouble. Tell me as much or as little as you want. She's, she's probably asleep now. Um, <laughs> but do you remember a couple of weeks ago there was that uh, woman that called up about her mum being like a bad hoarder or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, I li- when I listened to that, I basically just froze, and I was like, "Oh, that's me." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing so, is, you yeah. don't hear that story very often because it's really taboo, and yeah, exactly. and people get um, kids feel like they have to protect their mum, and so it doesn't get mm. talked about. I get it. Mm. Exactly, it's like that thing of like people being like, um, "Oh, you'll miss her when she's gone," and it's just like, "Yeah, but." <laughs> Like I don't, I don't hate her, but like I'm sort of angry at her. Yeah, it's all right. Sense? It's all right to be annoyed at, at the effect it's had on your life. It's mm. okay. It'd be weird yeah. if you weren't, to be honest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that uh, that was that was that was that. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Sorry. Is it is it still that way? Uh, well, I'm still living with her, so and she's not addressed the problem and probably won't. <laughs> Nah. Oh, blimey. So I'm just basically, you know, panic applying for jobs. I've got a job interview tomorrow, actually. I should be asleep, but... <laughs> Ooh. Can you tell us what it what it is, what kind of area it would be in? It's furniture. Furniture? <laughs> Selling furniture. Oh, you sound, sound brilliant. 
Mm. You can do that. You've got the gift of the gab. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so go on, tell us the, the three things that you would tell your, your younger self. Well, uh, as you said, um, the first one was you're allowed to be a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, there was always that, like, under thing of, like, I want to be a boy, but I'm not, so there you go. But when when did are. you when did you realise that that was how you felt? Always. Um. Yeah, I guess. But like, I think it was like I was a lot younger when I thought, you know, I I'm not wearing dresses. I'm not wearing skirts. There must be like not that not that men can't wear dresses and women can't wear trousers. But it was like that thing of like. I feel like there's something wrong with me wearing a skirt, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, and then I think I realised it was a thing when I was about 13 or 12, that sort of age. And it took me about four years to come out. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It must have been really hard. Can, can you take us through what happened when you did come out are you willing to tell me about that yeah um it was it was it was strange um <laughs> i was i was 16 when i came out and um yeah the parents were a bit bad about it but they've they've got better over the years right um again family were a bit bad about it but they got better over the years. like my brothers and sisters and stuff like that they were just they were just not great and um yeah uh how long ago was that because i mean i think that there's more of a conversation about it these days but i don't remember much sort of even 10 years ago people discussing yeah that, it. that was about five years ago right <laughs> so not long ago at all yeah um and yeah it is it is still a problem now. Now, unfortunately, well, like a problem like, for them. But it sounds like you found no, no, yourself. No, 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 no. I mean, like in general, of like parents of trans people yeah. is like a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry. It's okay. I, I've got. I've, like I said, I've got my friends. They're 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 more they're more um they mean more than family. I know that that's probably a horrible thing to say, but. No, it's a story you hear a lot, actually, when people go, right, okay, yeah. I've worked out that um, it would be nice if my family understood, but actually um, you can form a family outside the yeah, exactly. people that you're related to. Yeah, exactly. Good, I'm glad you've got that network. Everyone Thank needs you. that. Yeah. Um, and there was there was the other one about internet addiction. Yeah, go on, tell me about that. I mean, it, it, <laughs> You're not being um, you're not being facetious about that. You had a proper problem, did you? I did, yeah. Like I would literally, like, like I I, I said on Twitter, and I realised I'd included you in that, and I was like, oh no, I don't want you to see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I was like, it's it's not like in the same way that like you know boomers nowadays say like kids are addicted. Kids these days are yeah. addicted to the internet. It wasn't like that. It was literally I could not get away from a computer. Right. And um, I would just like talk to random strangers online and it was it was not great because I was very underage and doing bad things. But anyway. Uh, yeah, but it also sounds like you were flipping lonely and you were trying to find out your place in, in all of this stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, 
I said it was a substitute for parental love. I know that sounds a bit dramatic. No, no, it doesn't. It sounds um, spot on. Yeah, so... That was that was fun. Um, I am laughing a lot. I'm sorry, it's a nervous thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I, I know you. But I know you're being sincere as well. I really appreciate yeah. you giving me a ring, Oliver. Oh, thank you. Hey, good luck um, tomorrow. Let me know how you get you. on. Yeah, will do. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> will do. How are you feeling about it? Do you think you'll be all right, or are you going to have to pretend to be a person who knows how to sell furniture? <laughs> Both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of research. I've got like a huge like six pages of like word documents brilliant here's what i think about selling right the best salespeople make you imagine that that's yours already right so yeah that, that's what you need to do make that okay. customer think right i can see myself sitting on that sofa you got it all right oliver oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand listen to me talking like i know what i'm talking about i've never sold a sofa in my life and hopefully never will the Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. So whenever we bring up talk of Gwyneth Paltrow, and in this case, we're not talking about her, um, you know, questionable methods of keeping herself clean down below, if you know what I mean. She talks about steaming it, for heaven's sake, leave it alone. We'll shrink it. Um, maybe that's the plan. Um, 03444991000 it gets tweeted about and then I'm getting sent all kinds of things including this from um, someone I used to work with. I mean, I don't know what on earth about me makes him think that this would be... Actually, I'm going to read it out. Gynecologists are warning of the potential risks of vaginal steaming. We're going to do this. This is um, public safety announcement because I don't want to put the idea in your head and, and not follow through with some sound advice. After it emerged, a Canadian woman burned herself attempting one. I mean, a case study, you know, the Darwin Awards, there must be some offshoot of that. A case study involving a 62-year-old was published in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology Canada. The woman had been, oh my God, that poor woman. She'd had a prolapse and believed the treatment could help avoid surgery. Oh, bless her. See, the, the serious point about this is... The more we're made to think, feel um, embarrassed about our private parts as women, and we are, and there are, there's an industry designed to make us feel um, that it's, uh, it, it requires some sort of specialist treatment and deodorizing and all that stuff. The more we're made to feel embarrassed about it, the less likely we are to go to a doctor and ask for help when we, when we feel like something's weird down there. And you're probably more likely to end up in a situation like this where you're trying to sort yourself out. And this is the other thing. Gwyneth Paltrow has been criticised for advocating this steaming thing because people are looking to the internet to look for flipping ways to avoid um, going to see a doctor and they're doing home treatments. So this is what's happened. She had this prolapse and believed the treatment could help her avoid surgery. Poor love. Vaginal steaming, which involves, and don't do this, which because you don't want this, which involves sitting over a hot water and herb mix has seen a growth in popularity and other treatments for intimate areas, including, I mean, I don't even know what this is. Vulva facials? God. What did you put, like, a couple, couple of cucumber slices on it? <laughs> and now available in some salons and spas. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
The LA Times first reported on the steaming trend in 2010 and it later gained widespread attention when Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop brand recommended it. Last year, US model Chrissy Teigen, or Teigen, I think you pronounce it, also shared a photograph of herself undergoing the treatment. What a sight. Spa's advertising V-steaming claim it's been used throughout history in countries in Asia and Africa. They say the practice, which is sometimes called yoni steaming, acts to detox the vagina, which is itself a self-cleaning thing. Stop messing with it. Experts, however, warn it can be dangerous and say there's no proven medical evidence for the health claims being made, including that steaming can ease period pains or help with fertility. Dr. Vanessa McKay, a consultant and spokeswoman for the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, said it's a myth that the vagina requires extensive cleaning or treatment. She re recommends using plain, unperfumed soaps on the external area only. It contains good bacteria, which are there protect to protect it, she said in a statement. Steaming your vagina could attempt, uh, affect this healthy balance of bacteria and pH levels and cause irritation, infection, inflammation. It could also burn the delicate skin. A number of doctors have been sharing the injured woman's story in recent days in order to highlight the potential dangers from steaming. For heaven's sake, leave it alone. If you want to treat yourself, go and buy yourself a nice mud pack for your face. But leave your hoo-ha alone. He knows what it's doing. Good grief. Now, do I go to Laura or do I go to Nigel? I think I best go to Laura. Hello there. Hello. Hi, thanks for ringing. Thanks very much. Uh, I don't know how I can follow that. <laughs> Probably best not. <laughs> we'll just leave the image dangling in everyone's imagination. Maybe um, dangling's not the right word, but there you go. Good idea. <laughs> what, what brings you um, to call us, Laura? It's nice to hear yeah, your voice. Um, also, also, well, yeah, uh, as, as someone who's trans, and I was just listening to Oliver yeah. earlier on, uh, to, to say to him, you smash it tomorrow, don't worry, fine, you know? I think I think, I think? I think he can do it. I think he's got it. And like, yeah. yeah. And this is the thing, right? He was laughing and saying it was nerves and everything. You know how important this job is because it could be the key mm. to freedom. And so I think we're all rooting yeah. for him. Thanks, Laura. Exactly. Hope so. Um, again, so, yeah, um, someone trans ringing in. Uh, and it, it's all that thing about what would they say to my younger self, yeah. me, which, uh, which I've been doing quite a lot of. Uh, and stuff I've written down is gone out of my head a little bit um i think one thing i would say to me you know is maybe not five maybe 15 is don't don't doubt yourself yeah and number two kind of speak to people because there are so many amazing folks out there and around and if you look for support and help it's it will come flooding in because yeah. that's that's what it's done with me yeah. um and the other one which is different from what I've written down, is uh, don't think you're too old. Uh, I'm in my mid-40s. I'm 47. Oh, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm kind of on my way to transitioning and actually working myself through to living as I am, uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I would just say sort of to people... Uh, just, just do it and make small steps because it's it 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 really does help. Uh, you know when when you've sort of buried something for forty years. You know I did. I buried all this for forty odd years. Uh, went to university, buried it. You know worked through various jobs. Uh, I work in communications. I've I've got 
a job which I'm quite proud of. Um, you know, on on that side, I've also got an employer who is amazing. Actually, I, if, if I can say, I work I work in Wales. Uh, my accent's a bit Welsh. I work mm-hmm. for the Welsh government, uh, and all that kind of stuff to do with uh, support from Stonewall and people like that is I found really valuable and helpful. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just a bit to say say this sort of stuff on a, on a on a national platform. I hope people are hearing this, and you know, if anyone's thinking that they've been holding stuff inside for a heck of a long time, um, slowly, small steps, work work through it. Yeah, and you'd be you'd be amazed how how good it gets. I imagine that was a bloody lonely secret to keep. It it was it it, it you know through through various things uh, different times in my life it was it was always there the, the other one which, which I can say of course the, the saying of come out to yourself yeah uh, I didn't come out to myself until about four years ago really right I always knew that there was stuff going on and I, I could see things kind of from a distance um, but since I you know you admit to you not, not so much admit to yourself but you kind of Acknowledge it and accept it, and you start to accept things. Because, um, because I, you know, I've, I've been in difficult places. I've had help from Samaritans, things like that, as well at times when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, on the surface, none of none of this was visible. You know, it was always kind of uh, an internal thing. So, yeah. the the main thing I've done is bring myself out really as, as the saying goes come out um, and I've, I've just moved it on I'm still, still moving it on from there you know um, also, also I, sorry I know I'm, I, I don't mean a hog thing oh no uh, you're not hogging it I'm fascinated by it because you know it, as we said it, it sounds like it was a lonely path to tread and people that have done it are the best people to reach out to people who are still yeah. working out where they are you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, if I'm like that, if, if one person is listening to this and going, well, I, I can kind of identify with, you know, what, what they're saying, I'm like, look, thanks, thanks. And, and to you listening, uh, keep going and work out ways to to do it, to, to you know, get your own quality of life. Because yeah. it, it's all about quality of life, really. Was there a moment uh, where you thought, right, this is where I am and this is what I have to do? Yeah. Um, I think I I got myself pretty stressed, really, and my job can be quite stressful, and everything kind of piled up uh, a couple of years ago, and and I was I it it pretty much all fell out of me in a, a bit of a sort of explosion, almost, you know, um, a nice explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, it it didn't uh, cause again. I'm. I think I'm lucky compared to a lot of people in that I've got support from my parents, uh, from people around me, from friends, from people I know uh, have all been like, oh, well, well, that's that's okay, that's fine, that's cool. Did any of them them say to you, ah, now now things make sense? Yeah, yeah. Two, two Two or three close people. Yeah. Because this well, is the thing, people that know you and that love you will have been wondering mm. what they could do to help you out. And actually, yeah. it, you've given them the key there. 
that that was a thing actually. A few people, and also you find people you would never expect if if and when you do come out. It, it's amazing. You would never think sometimes people you wouldn't think of turn out to be, uh, you know, there's, there's this word of uh, being an ally. Yeah. Um, and not not only allies, but friends, actually. You know, friends of mine have turned out to be really spot on, which which I wouldn't, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, they're, they're probably not listening, but there's somebody called Graham and somebody called Sam who, who really surprised me. Um in a good way. So it, it's just to to mention that really to sort of talk about that uh, as I'm sort of going through stuff. Oh, also I went to Trans Pride Brighton a couple of weeks ago, which was the, the best thing. If, yeah. if anyone, how was oh, that? How was that? It was great. There was about I think they said there was about eight thousand people there, and, and most of us were sort of marching along the seafront in Brighton. Um, trans flags everywhere, also rainbow flags, flag, flag, you name it. Again, sort of, you know, I'm, I'm still relatively new to things, and it was just really good to see uh, how people kind of mobilise themselves yeah. and, and, and do all that. So, yeah, after uh, 40 years of feeling completely alone, you realise that you're not the only sideshow in town. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's, it's definitely the one of the most important things. Again. Like this, um, you know, would I have rung into a radio phone-in show? E- even four years ago, you know, I, I wasn't even out for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now to just think that I can run up and get through, actually, thanks, I'm glad I got through, and to sort of say this kind of stuff and put it out there, and, and to say, you know, it's... Uh, I, I think there's... You know, I also see younger generations... For me, and I've got massive hope because I don't mean to be ageist and stuff, but younger people seem to get it a heck of a lot more in some ways. Yeah, they do. They do. I, you know, I think there is there's a worrying undercurrent hmm. of sexism, racism. You know, it's like the generation that comes after. It, Right, my my parents' generation were all quite uh, conservative mm. and right wing, and then my yeah. generation kind of grew up th- rebelling against that, and so we're more to the left. Although that changes as you get older sometimes. Well, well yeah, especially these days. Yeah, and I worry that these days there is a kind of swerve to the right for some younger people as well. You know, like the sort of trolling you get, the things that they think are funny are like proper old fashioned misogyny, proper old fashioned racism, yeah. the N word, all that sort of stuff. But actually, there is also a massive swathe of acceptance of, you know, sexuality and, and, the, and the various permutations it can take. You know, I think most people and most younger people would appreciate that not everyone's completely straight. Not everyone's, you know, completely yeah. gay. You know, there, there yeah. are various, there are various shades of it. And, um, the fact that we talk about it more means that Hopefully, people feel less weird because it's not weird. What's weird would be, you know, to to expect everyone to feel the same about everything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. I think I think that's right. I think there's the fact that we can talk about it now, and that there's a heck of a lot of oh, you know, that's that, that's fine, you know, or that that's interesting to hear. That that's that's not like me, but that yeah, that's cool. That that's okay, you know. 
there's that sort of um, acceptance. You know, the, the word used to be tolerance, and it's like it's not tolerance; it's sort of acceptance. It's like, well, here I am going about my business, and you, you are going about yours, yeah. whoever you may be. Um, so that that's, that's that's just where I am, really. I guess yeah. I just wanted to ring in and. and Say a bit of that, you know, hey, and really, put a bit of that out there. I'm really yeah. pleased you did, and you know you will have helped not just one person, there'll be loads of people listening who are at various stages and, and maybe further along on the journey, and it'll mm, be their mm. journey that may have started out similar to yours and goes in a different way, but, um, you know, no one wants to feel like they're the only one going through something yeah. like that, and that's the loneliest thing, when you feel yeah. like you yeah. know what everyone else is going to say and they don't want to hear it. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you, you, you can wrap yourself up in a bit of a self-created prison you know um and and i i think i probably did even though it, again the, the world saw me as a, a a kind of normal normal god what's that mean exactly. uh, you know sort of straight looking white guy um not a hint of lgd lgbtqi plus whatever sort of thing and and that that's not always the case yeah. so um yeah just just to say that you know not to take up too much more time but i'm, I'm really glad to be able to uh mention this stuff i suppose and and just to say to people yeah if ask for if you need it ask for help because i i did need it and i've had lots of help um things like stormo things like counseling with people um just just you know, edging into the sort of mental health side because that's all everybody wants is just a, a decent level of being happy with yourself, wh whatever it may be, yeah. even, even if it's not this subject, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that's it. That's, I'm, I'm going to run out in a minute. So, no, yeah. honestly, here's the thing, right? You've, you've apologised several times for taking up time. This is something you need to stop doing because you deserve that time. It's important that you said what you said Thanks. and you deserve the space in the world that you take up, right? So Thanks. Thanks. thanks for ringing. Ring me That's again. Okay. I'd love to talk to you about other stuff. Mm. Um, oh, God, yeah. yeah. And now all, you know you can of, and you should. We, yeah, all sorts of weird subjects. <laughs> strange, strange films and music and writing, but yeah, okay. Brilliant, <laughs> let's do it. Thanks very much for ringing, Laura. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. 0344-499-1000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. We're all over the place tonight, and that's just how I like it. We can talk about the three things you tell your younger self. We can talk about staying friends with exes. I've got other stuff I can chuck into the mix. I mean, I've not even got to how uh, Charlie Sheen's ex got to a certain level of understanding that I think most of us would never imagine we would get to. But... um I'll tell you in about 10 minutes or so. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Nigel's been hanging on for ages. Hiya, Nigel. Oh, hi, Nigel. Hi, Catherine. Oh, you sound, right. you sound a little bit down. You all right? Uh, I just, you know, I've been waiting a long time. I'm just a bit tired of that. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm trying to think what to say, you know, and and, you, and I'm listening to other people, and then you forget what you was going to say, don't you? After That's all right. Time. Say what you feel like saying now. You don't but, have to stick with the original. Yeah, I know, I know what to say. I, I, um, I've been, they threatened to, um, um, Got my my um, benefit, my oh, benefit. Right. They threatened, and there's a letter. I've got to get a doctor's letter to back it up. You know about the problems with me, anxiety problems, and okay. the tablets I'm on and everything. Okay. Do you think that'll be all right if I get a letter? I think that will probably be actually a really good thing. Because yeah, because I don't know about my legs either, really. They, uh, because I've got letters. Um, the doctor's got 
you know, reports of the, the operations I had, uh, true hip replacements and and all that's got to be told, hasn't it? Yeah, you absolutely. Know, to, Here's the thing. When I spoke to the council ages ago about trying to get a bit of extra help for you, yeah, they said yeah. that they didn't know really anything about you. This way, oh. it's all official. Get your doctor involved. Boom. Yeah. Hopefully, things they, will get a bit they easier. They won't stop it straight away, will they? If they did stop it, they won't stop it. I shouldn't. Straight away. I shouldn't think away. so. Here's the thing. Because I mean, just after mum dying as well, it's, it seems a bit unfair. You okay. know, I'm, I'm struggling with the bills as it is. Sure, exactly. Um, How's um, the situation with your advocate? Have you managed to get hold of him? Well, yet? um, uh, uh, let me see now. Uh, I've got a new one that's going to contact me. Uh, he, they change all the time, don't right. they? So, but yeah, but I, I've um, I sorted the phone bill out myself because I, I haven't actually, I haven't had to, to pay the four hundred pounds. Hang on a second. Uh, I've only had to pay a hundred. Hundred pounds to right. get it back on. Okay. And they're, they're do- Sorry. Okay, but can I yeah. stop? Can I stop you there? Uh, can I stop you there? Yeah. yeah. Don't deal with them yourself anymore. Your advocate will do that. Well, I, I, I've asked him to do that, but I'm still waiting for, waiting for him to, to do, okay. do it for me. The new advocate. Right. I mean, not, well, not the old one. Make sure you. Anyway, I better get, get on to the other things I was going to talk about. Um, Oh, All right then, but if we're going to start bit. talking about money and you don't listen to what yeah. I'm saying to you, we'll just have to yeah, avoid I don't the want subject. To talk about money at the moment. No, I know, but I also don't but want to the hear you. The doctor thing was worrying Pro- me though, because I don't want it to lose the benefit. When we've set up things to help you and you've not taken them up, mm. is what I'm saying to you. So the best thing is to go to the doctors and get a, a letter, isn't it? Absolutely. And yeah, but the um, before they, because they wanted me to go to an assessment centre, you know. Yeah. But, but they they can come to you, it says, as well. They can come to you. Yeah, but you could get to a centre, couldn't you? Well, not if it's a long way off, because they said that you have to charge, you can get money for the taxi as well. Sure. They pay for the taxi. Okay. Well, but anyway, so uh, I was uh, Christ- I'm a big fan of Christian Stewart, the actress. Yes. Christian Stewart, and uh, a friend told me on Facebook that uh, she was gay. She is, Christian yeah. But I thought she, she she said on one of her programs on YouTube that she was bisexual. Well, then if she said that she's bisexual, she's yeah. bisexual. Because she does her own, she's got her own TV show on on which was on YouTube, which is out in America. Well, she she has her own show now. All right. Yeah. And she. She, she mentioned bisexual. Yeah, I, um, I think she, the last thing that I heard, and I'm not an expert on her, but the last thing I heard that is that she had a girlfriend. But, you know, it's all good. Everyone's... Um, yeah, I think she probably does go with girls more than she does boys. But it's it's strange, isn't it, being so attractive as well? Um, why? Well, she... I know, I know why. Well, she must have a lot of male friends. Yeah, uh, but it's not, about, it's not about not being fancied by men. She just doesn't fancy them back. Doesn't mm. matter what you look like. Mm. It's what you feel that's, inside, that's isn't it? all part of acting, really, isn't it? When she did those other shows yeah. with the, the kissing and that with the other guys, it's mm. all part of acting. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, um, my, I keep having dreams about mum, uh, and uh, that mum's alive still to me. I had a dream this, mor- this morning, and she was she wasn't ill in my dream, and she she was uh, and I really thought she was alive until I woke up. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is terrible, but here's the thing. I had one of those about my grandma yesterday, mm. and what I'm learning to do is to see it as a little freebie, a little visit. Yeah. Um, someone also said on Facebook that, that there's a lot of fake deaths, that even Elvis Presley wasn't re- didn't really die. Well, people do that I to sell newspapers. That, His wife thinks he's dead, and so does he, do his yeah. children, so I, I, mean, I take I, their I, word for it. I, I, well, one thing that did worry me is that I never saw mum's body before she was buried, mm-hmm. which did upset me just thinking about it. Um, yeah. It, but, it you, in, but the um, doctor saw it, and you've got a medical note, haven't you? You've got a, de- yeah, a death yeah. certificate. 
but um, but I wanted to. I kept saying I want to see the see her before she's buried, and mm. they wouldn't let me. Oh. Which is a bit fishy, really. Why I couldn't see her after she passed. Not away. really. Maybe you weren't up to it, Nigel. Um, no, I was, but they said she 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 declined quite a bit, and it would have been too upsetting. Yeah, it would have been, but, and and you're better off remembering how she was. Yeah, because it can be sad. very upsetting, and, Nigel. You don't want to think about that. But the video I took of her was three, two days before she died, and she was okay then. Good. Um, well, think of her that way. That's the best way. Mm. But I believe she's alive in another world, another time. Uh, if you, if you can believe in that reincarnation. People but, do. Some people do believe that. It's, it must be a nice thing to believe. Well, I, I like to believe that she's, she's not ill and she's alive and well somewhere. Well, that's for sure. You know what? That's the thing that you should hold on to is that she's not yeah. suffering anymore. She's not poorly. She doesn't it's feel old. Some people are, are telling me that when they lose the, uh, lose friends, then they can't dream about them either, some people. Mm. They can't they can't have dreams about people they've lost, which no. is even worse, isn't it? Exactly. So isn't it lovely that you get to see her now and again, even if it's just in your dream? Yeah. Uh, would you like a quick song? Uh, I'd love one, but we haven't, we haven't really got time. Oh, okay. Should we oh. do it? Should we do it another day? Well, tomorrow. Are you on tomorrow? I'm on tomorrow. Um. Yeah. yeah I'll, go on. Let's do it tomorrow, and I'll give you more time. Yeah. So well, I, r- I rang up earlier tonight, but I've had to hang on. I know, but I've had but, a lot of people on, Nigel. Um, Tell you what, we'll speak tomorrow. Nice to talk to you. And um, yes, I'll speak. I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Try not bye, to bye. worry, Nigel, because you're doing all the right things. Let people help you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a ring about anything, this is the late night alternative. This is the place to call. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio.
This is the late night alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle. The microphone is on. So are you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thanks very much for all the calls we've got so far. We've got Andre, we've got Alistair, we've got Jake. But I'll always have time for you too if you want to give me a ring. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Exes who managed to stay friends, whether they managed to stay friends or that whether they managed to make friends again afterwards. It was um, Gwyneth Paltrow and her ex on holiday together that kind of caught my eye. And while we all kind of poo-pooed this idea of calling it conscious uncoupling when they broke up, they seem to have worked it through. And it's maybe they found the answer. They managed to stay friends all the way through the breakup. By the looks of things, I'm assuming, you know, who knows what goes on apart from those two people. But then they're pictured on the beach with their kids and with their new partners, all apparently in perfect harmony. Here's another way around it. Denise Richards, Charlie Sheen, possibly the worst husband in the world. I mean, Charlie Sheen has made absolutely no secret about his previous uh, behaviour. Um And this is a story that she's now telling. Um Denise Richards, of course, an actor in her own right. Uh, arguably got a lot more famous than he did. He was on the descent as she was on the uh, ascent. And uh, she could have been pretty embarrassed by his behaviour. I mean, he's you think of it, he's done it and with a cherry on top. Anyway, here's this story that I found uh, on the US website, page six. Um, and I'm going to tell it the way they tell it because it's quite something. I mean, imagine your ex is the most outlandish character there is. We're talking about, you know, parties with Playboy bunnies and people uh, who wouldn't get on the pages of Playboy. He didn't seem to mind who he was having it off with, basically. <laughs> and it was, he was just doing it absolutely, um, you know, in your face, telling everyone about it. Could have been quite embarrassing. How they've managed to stay friends, I do not know. Maybe she's, uh, she's a, must be an amazing person. Maybe he's great fun once you get past the idea that you want him to be your husband. Anyway, this is what page six says. It could have been a major dinner party foul. De- Denise Richards opened up about how her father reacted to one of her more memorable holiday moments when her ex-husband, Charlie Sheen, showed up to their family's Thanksgiving meal accompanied by a hooker. Their words, not mine. I didn't care. I'm not romantically involved, Richard said, 48, on Wednesday's episode of Dean McDermott, Adam Hunter and Nikki Paris's podcast, Daddy Issues, which, by the way, I shall be downloading at some point. Uh, he just told me, hey, I want you to know so-and-so is here, but don't worry, she's going to be in the car in the driveway while we eat dinner. What, he was going to leave her a window ajar and a bowl of water in there? At this point, Richards had to wing it and jumped into host mode. I'm like, oh God, I cannot have her just sitting in the driveway, she said, adding that she had Sheen's Lady of the Night sit at the other end of their long dinner table. Richards, who shares daughters Lola Rose, 14, and Sam, 15, with Sheen, added, 
that we just told the kids it was his other friend that was with him and that it was his assistant. While the kids seemed unaware of the unorthodox situation, Richard said her father, Irv, knew something was up. I expect if your son-in-law is Charlie Sheen, you get used to that feeling. My dad was seated next to her, sort of ish, and he came up to me while we were all talking and stuff, and he goes, I think there's something not right with that woman. She said, uh, I go, oh, okay, why'd you say that? He goes, well, I keep trying to talk to her, and she just doesn't say anything, and I'm just being friendly, making conversation. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star then had to explain to her dad that the woman was a sex worker and he should stop trying to make conversation. He's like, she's a hooker, Richards recalled. And I said, yeah, what do you think? They don't always dress in fishnets and lingerie, Dad. And he was just like, that Charlie. And then he goes, well, it was nice of you to invite her in for dinner. Do you know what? I think he raised his daughter right. I mean, yeah, it was nice of him to invite her in for dinner. I mean, Charlie Sheen, what an a-hole, even a sitting out in the car like a dog. Richards first spoke of the strange supper in the May episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, on which she said, even a hooker deserves to have Thanksgiving dinner. Sheen later confirmed the story was true. One thing's for sure, when it comes to crazy Thanksgiving dinners, Richards rules the roost. Flipping at 03444991000. Let's go to Andre, although I think we're opening a can of worms after that story. Hey, Andre. Uh He's having a lovely, relaxed time in Roma. Nice, nice, nice. I'm a yeah. Uh, Elvis is alive because there's a guy at the sixth or squares, it's him. Uh, so, but I've got the worst. But he's a liar and I'm not sure about you. Uh, no, you don't know. He could be. Right, now, what I was doing is I've got a few items on the agenda, yeah? All right. Um... Right, where's your song, Rocks and Scissors or Human Fly? Right. Would you like first? Here's the thing. I think we should do Rocks and Scissors, but I'm stick, sick of all the destruction. We're living in an right. increasingly frightening world. I think we should try and... Um, here's what I'm thinking. That subject. Let's think of the cutest thing we can think of. We kill each other right. with kindness. Ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. You ready? Yeah. Um, puppy dressed as Batman. Fluffy blanket. Fluffy blanket's good. I think the puppy yeah. wins. I think the puppy wins that. No, no. Hayley, what do you reckon? Puppy. You puppy wins. Right, okay, right, next one. You start. I'll go first this time. Yeah. Um, nice, nice ceiling fan. <laughs> In this weather. Go on. All right, we're going for nice rather than cute. Well, it's still... It's not overly expensive, it's anything. <laughs> you said nice things. All right, nice ceiling things. Ceiling fan. Let's, a ceiling fan, all right. So if we're talking about ways to cool down, what Don't about... Don't wind turbine. No, what about a nice foot spa filled with cold water? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right, what about laying in the Bahamas somewhere on the beach at night looking at the stars? Oh, that's beautiful. I think nice you, fault, yeah. I'm not even joining that one. I think you win, Andre. Oh, well, right, now, next subject then. Go on. Uh, where's your song, Jan, yeah? To be someone must be a wonderful thing, a famous footballer, rock singer, or a big film star. Yes, I think I would like that. Now, I've got another word, a few words. What the hell was that? Uh, the jam to be someone, it's called. All right. And we simply... And we simply move along in simple houses, simple jobs, and no one's waiting for the change. And also, mm-hmm. Joe Strummer's words and mine, because I'm, I'm taking over from Joe Strummer. Right, now, he said, 
closed shopping centres, housing estates, it's all a damn con. Even rock and roll's a con. Okay, it's all a fiddle. It's a con. Alright? Oh, the last one on the agenda. Did you see the film The Flyer? Oh, God, ages ago, yeah. Yeah, I am the fly. I am the fly. What a film. Did you like it? Uh, and half fly. I mean, it's not a nice film, is it? Oh, it was a classic. It was brilliant. I think he should have um, left it alone and not picked at it. Pardon? He went proper gammy, didn't he? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was classic. No. Did he come back? Did he come back as normal in the end? Uh, or was he just... No, I don't think he did. It, he started flying around the room and everything, didn't he? Yeah, and he was talking like that. It was classic, wasn't it? I am the fly. You're a weirdo. I am the fly. You are a weirdo. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a ring, I'd appreciate it. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. At this point, we're going to have to zip through some calls. 03444991000. I'll make room for you, of course, but we are chock-a-block tonight, and I'm really pleased about that. Thanks for phoning, Alistair. Evening. And thanks for hanging on. I know you've been there a while. No worries. Just to follow up from Andre's last point about the fly. Yes. Did you ever see a comic strip? Um, You know the comic strip uh, series? Yeah, I think I did. Did you see the one called The Yelp? Uh, Which basically, it was a... A football fan in one booth and uh, uh, a video director in the other, and it's one of the funniest, funniest ones I ever saw. It was absolutely. It was Keith Allen in it. Yes, I do kind of remember that. Although I would have been quite young. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, God, that that Definitely would be brilliant. Worth watch. That oh, would be yeah. brilliant. Tell you what, I've just read um, Lily Allen's book, and I'm way behind the times of oh, that because right. that's been out a while. And it's a real eye-opener about what it's like to be... Well, you didn't bring her up, Keith Allen. He kind of kind of wafted in and out, according didn't to... Didn't they have problems, Lily and Dad? Yeah. She what? says that, you know, everyone talks about how she had this charmed life where she was yeah. in, in the set that, you know, were um, making life easy for her if she wanted to be in entertainment. She said, but, you know, it really, he wasn't any kind of father to her until she got a bit older, and even then he's sort of more of a mate. Well, he's always come across as a bit of a... A wild man, really. Yeah, yeah. So, just I don't think he's capable. No, no. I remember when he got thrown off a late night uh, talk show on BBC Two because he was absolutely bladdered. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's kind of devil yeah. may care thing. Anyway, I've, I've thought of three things I'd tell myself. Go on. Um, one, um, stand up for yourself. Yeah. More. Because it's, it's a hard life, and it's a, you know people, you know, are difficult sometimes. Were well, you a bit of a people pleaser then? Do you think? Yes, and unfortunately, to the extreme that I never really um, looked after myself at yeah. all. So I, that my self-esteem suffered. Yeah. Um, as a result, second one would be um, take your time and do a lot of research. And try different things before you decide which career path you want to go down. Yeah. What did you choose the wrong one, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think it's probably, uh, in this day and age, for, for kids, I mean, there isn't clear career path anymore, and, and you do have to try different things. So that... Yeah, I think it's tricky for them, because now there's a yeah. lot of um, these sort of unpaid internships seem to be the way in. 
uh, even yeah. if you've got a degree. And that kind of um, relies on you having someone looking after you before you get, a, you know, a paid job. Yeah. And not everyone's yeah. got that. So be, I think right. some kids are plumping for jobs and not massively keen on thinking, well, hopefully I won't be in this forever. And That's right. And that, yeah, it does make it tricky. And a lot of the jobs out there are kind of low-paid jobs, aren't they? And, yeah. And just yeah. to make ends meet, they've got to take them and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, and when you're young, people take advantage of the fact that, you know, they don't have to pay you very much and you'll be grateful for it. But they really. And do you know the third thing? I've forgotten what I was going to tell myself. Um, probably don't, um, you know, when life gets hard, don't, uh, don't, don't try and take drugs or alcohol, mm. <laughs> in my case. Yeah. But, uh, um, a sort of related thing, um, I'll very quickly, Kat, because I was thinking about this. I see this when I, um, I'm out in the streets and I see families and the kids and everything this, in these days. I was wondering, um, what would you be telling your kids? What advice would be you be if? Sorry, if this is too personal. No, I don't mind. Wrong, but what would you be sort of advising your kids about uh, about this sort of thing? You about, know? about drugs or about life? No, 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 no. I mean, how uh, you know what, what advice would you give them moving forward? Something I've really, really tried to foster in them from being really little is you don't yeah. you don't need to lie to me. Is that yeah. um, lies will only make it worse? And yeah. if you tell me the truth. Um, I might not like to hear it, but it allows me to help you out. And the more you lie, the more trouble you get in and the trickier it's going to be for me to help you. Good one. So yeah. I always want them to tell me the truth. I had a mum, I was really lucky in that I had a mum who instilled that in me and, um, she said, I might, I might not always like what you've done, but I'd rather know where we are so I can help you out. Because you waste energy lying. Yeah, of course you do. And also, by the time it comes out and you can't hide it anymore, you're in deep doo-doo, you know, and it's harder. I think, you know, the the other thing was I I had to learn to maybe not go running to my parents for everything as well. You know, I, I, I did, I didn't do that. Um, it's knowing the difference, isn't it? It's knowing when to ask for help and, um, recognize the fact that um, you can go to your mum. I think uh, having someone, even if it's not your mum, having someone that you can be absolutely honest with is really important. Yeah. And and not everyone has it. And uh, the people I've seen coming a cropper in life are people that feel like they um, like they've got no one. Yeah, and that's it. I remember the third thing: always treat people like you yourself would like to be treated. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's right. I think that's right. And the other thing I think you get when you get a bit older is when you're a kid, and maybe you need to be this way when you're growing up, you need to have a very clear idea of what's right and wrong, right? And so that means you can be quite judgmental of other people. The older I get, the less I judge because I think that um, most people start out with the best intentions and you never know where life's going to take you. And um, people have always got reasons for being away, you know? Yeah. That, that's about wisdom that as you get older you learn about the fact that actually um, in order to make the environment around you better you actually you know, do give people latitude to yeah. help them and that helps you. The, and, the, and, the, and the other important thing is I don't expect people to, um, I, if someone shows me who they are I can yeah. either accept that or decide that that's not helpful to have in my life right and sometimes you've got to draw that line but for the most part 
I accept that that's the way people are and I don't expect anything different from them and then you can never be disappointed, can you? That's it. Anyway, thanks ever so much. Hey, nice a great to talk show to you again. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. How, uh, by the way, can I ask, mm. uh, how, mm. did you go to a meeting? I did. I went to one tonight. Very good meeting. Good. I'm really glad you're looking after yourself, Alistair. All right, and God bless, and uh, hopefully uh, Ian gets back, or I hope he's not affected by the strike. Oh, I've, I think he'd be absolutely gutted to have to stay away <laughs> in Rome for an extra few days. No, I, know, I, I actually know that he's itching to get back on air, but um, there could be worse things that happened than to take a bit more time off. Hey, Alistair, nice to talk to you. Give us a ring again. I know you will. Thanks, Kath. Oh, Bye-bye. three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a call, you can do that. Uh, who was next? I know. Uh, let's go to Jake. Hey, Jake. Hello, Kath. Hiya, sorry to keep you wa- hanging on. Let's make it Thanks worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a bone to pick with you already, Kath. Go on. You read that number so quick, it took me about 15 tenths to catch it fully. Uh, <laughs> sorts the wheat from yeah. the chaff, you see. It's the what, sorry? I said it sorts the wheat from the chaff. I only, only get the most determined callers. I'll try and slow it down in future, though, I'm hearing what I, you're saying. Obviously, I, I, I was determined enough to catch it. So. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Thanks for ringing. It's all right. No problem. Um, I, I sort of forgot what I was going to talk about, really. Um, I, I will say, though, I watched a uh, documentary on these flat earth lunatics the other day. Um, just wanted to hear your views on that. Yeah. Do you think they believe it, or do you think it's like an intellectual exercise in arguing? I have no clue, but what's scary is it's some real smart people, and they're they're breeding as well, so... (laughs) It's quite quite, uh, worrying that such such educated people can believe such just madness. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an interesting exercise to go, right, what do I actually know for sure? Well, erosion, um, just, just, just general physics and logic, just, just, it just blows it all out the water. Oh, away. but it's, it's physics and logic that you've been taught, Jake. It's rules that you didn't make up. Yeah, but I could throw a rock into uh, a swirling pool and it would eventually turn into a, a smooth, round pebble. I could do the same with like wind and stuff like that it, it's it's not taught it's it's applied and you, it's right in front of you you can do it yourself so yeah. oh listen i'm not going to argue with it that the earth isn't round but i just think it's an interesting thing but i also think it's a symptom of um a reticence in some parts these days to take other people's expertise for it you know don't believe the experts is something that's being spouted a lot these days and it allows i'm going to say it it allows thick people to feel clever sometimes, believing in a conspiracy. Yeah, but at the same time, they're, they're not all thick, so... That's the terrifying part. That, exactly, that's, that's, that's what scares me. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like, the Egyptians and people further back in that have somehow had an understanding of the Earth. How come it's only in the 20th, 21st century that people are starting to get this crazy theory about the Earth being flat mm. when... We've had lots of people study the Earth for, for thousands and thousands of years, so... It's a, it's a way to feel important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they could choose something else. But <laughs> yeah, they could choose something a bit more useful. Yeah, exactly. But, All um, this mind power and just, just nothing but brain farts. 
I do like a documentary though. It's that thing we were, I was talking about with Alistair of, right, okay, I, you accept as you get older that not everyone's the same and it can be quite interesting to stick a toe in their world for a while as long as you don't have to live there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, some people that you just put, they just make you really wonder. They do. Have you seen that one about the incels that they've got on BBC4 at the moment? The what, sorry? Incels. No, I, I don't really watch t- t- uh, TV too much, Carl. No, this is on catch-up. I don't know if, you, if that makes a difference. No, well, no, I just, I, I just, when, I, when I'm home from work, I only just watch, like, fact things on um, YouTube and stuff, and then I come on, well, only the past month or so, I started listening to talk radio every night. Well, good. I'm glad that you've come to us eventually. Have you finished YouTube then? Have you completed it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few other websites I've completed as well. Oh, blimey. I don't <laughs> want to know about that. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I, I used to listen to BBC World Service, um, yeah. just on the night time. Um, but I used to listen to a radio station quite a while ago when I was younger. Um, it was Tim Shaw, uh, Kerrang Radio. Oh, right, yeah. It was some sort of, this kind of thing, but it, it, he was a bit more vulgar in some aspects. And um, well, stick with us. When Ian's back, we'll get vulgar again. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just, I just like this kind of thing. It's not like too formal, like BBC that crap. So I'm glad you say that. Uh, yeah, I just like, I just like it. It's very homely to listen to this station. With, yeah, um, everyone, everyone seems to be a family. Well. Yeah, but slightly dysfunctional family. Some of us aren't talking, but apart from that, yeah, actually, exactly like a family, in fact. Well, it sounds perfect to me. Oh, well, good. I'm really glad you <laughs> found us. That. Spread the word, yeah. Jake, because we need as many listeners as we, as we can get. I shall go forth and spread the good news. <laughs> thanks very much. But no flat earthers, thanks. I can't be bothered with the argument. Um, no, I think Earth, not disc. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for ringing. Thank you, take care. Good night, 0344-499-1000 if you want to give me a ring, you can do so. Um, Kieran has. Uh, let's have a word with Kieran, hang on. Yeah, I found the right one. Hiya, Kieran. Hello, Seth, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks for ringing up, what you got? Uh, I, just, I spoke to you the other night about Juliet Turner, didn't I? Oh, yes, you did, yes, you did, yes, I you did. did. And then you say, I am tonight. Yes, is that another one of your favourites? <laughs> Not my favourite, but uh, my daughter's favourite. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just, you keep playing these songs that make um, make me ring in. Good. And then you quoted uh, Kirsty McCall as well. Yeah. Well, we played Kirsty McCall early, earlier in the week. She's another one I absolutely love. Yeah. Can you stop playing these music that makes <laughs> me ring in? What music don't you like? <laughs> I'll play it tomorrow. <laughs> No, I like lots, lots of music. Uh, but, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for playing those songs. That's all right. That's all right. When it's talk radio, you know, it's, it's good to hear a bit of music now and again. Well, I just think it resets the clock again, you know. We yammer on for an hour. We deserve a little break. Yeah. Well, he, Ian's had a long break. Yes, yeah. He's going to be back Monday, though, and uh, he's going to be back full pelt. I know he's got, he's already imagined what the show's going to be on Monday, so he's already got topics. Well, don't let him play music. He will play music. <laughs> but maybe it won't be the sort of music that makes you feel like you've got a ring up, so you'll get a rest. No, I, lo- no, I said I love music. Good. I'm glad. All, all kinds of music. 
We spoke to a guy once, Dennis in Dunstable, who used to ring. God rest his soul, he, di- he died th- this year. And uh, he said he didn't like music at all. I can never understand that. Someone who doesn't get it, just yeah. doesn't what, get what the point. He, what did he die of? <laughs> Old age. <laughs> Old age, and he was a good one. I'm not having a bad word said against him, but yeah, he was a miserable sod when it came to music. Uh, I bet he played the fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Kieran. Well, nice to hear from you. And you too. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for ringing. Bye bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. After Pablo, I have an empty switchboard. So if you've been holding back, now's your time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hello, Pabs. How do? How do? How are you, Cass? I'm well, all right, thanks. Oh, oh. How, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Excellent. What you got? Um, well, two things, if you'll permit me. Of course. Um, one is, um, I, just, I just caught the, the end part of um, the uh, Can You Beat the Bookies last night. I don't know if you saw any of that or were aware. No, what's that? It was on BBC. It was, it was basically it was this, um, this journalist, I forget the guy's name, um, if you can do it. Google type and oh. I think it was uh, Can You Beat the Bookies? Right. And what was and, it, like uh, an exercise in um, gambling and stuff like that? Well, it, it basically he had like an entire team of people and he got given, I think it was uh, five grand or seven grand, I think it was seven grand by the BBC. Right. And I think he, he, he'd uh, um, had an, uh, an entire team of people, uh, researchers, and he had uh, contact of all the best gamblers and all this sort of thing. Blimey. Um, and it was just an exercise, and is there any way you can actually beat the bookies? And yeah. His, his idea was he'd given himself a month and he uh, intended to double his money over right. that period of time. Because professional gamble, gamblers will have you believe that there are systems. Well, that's it. And when I turned on, as I said, I didn't see it from the start, so I, I just switched over, and, like, he won three grand, like, based on, I think it was two bets or one bet. But it was, like, there was a system of live thing where it was somebody who was watching tennis in America mm-hmm. um, and he was going from a, I think it was like some sort of open tournament, he was finding the specific ones where they had a slow umpire and he was sitting there and telling him when somebody was getting a point and he was putting a bet on at that point just right. before that. so it was all very kind of uh, cloak and dagger and technically a little bit under the radar type of thing. Right. Okay. Um, but he made loads of money, and by the end of it, he was, he was only about a day late and um, a, a, a day away from like finishing, and uh, he made nine grand, so he still hadn't doubled his money. And then basically, he made three bets and lost a, a, a ton of money, and ended up with just four grand left. Right. Uh, and he gave back the four grand to the BBC at the end of it, because so, he felt that he kind of made his made his point. Yeah. And it is, it is kind of like the slippery slope of gambling, which I think is the, uh, well, possibly the current, if not the next, social disease that's going to be a, a big thing that's going to hit. Uh, yeah, I think we're just becoming aware of things like gambling addiction. Um, yeah, well, are they still allowed to advertise gambling on TV? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. It's, it's all the free, six, well, obviously, I won't Oh, yeah, very, various betting <laughs> companies. Yeah, because yeah. cause I know that there are moves afoot to um, to ban that because to an addict, that's you know, that's well, it's triggering. Well, the whole kind of thing is that like you can spend all night in the casino, and then like go back to your bed and lose your house just betting on your phone. I, I, uh, it, I think that it, I mean, you know, the political reasons aside, I've, I've always been a, a staunch Labour voter. I'm, you know, the born socialist, but. Uh, 
the, the one thing that I think Labour did uh, drop the ball on was kind of the deregulation of gambling and, and all that sort of thing. Mm. And I think it, it was a fast way to make it quick, but, yeah. but it, it's, it's less, like, it, it's a massive detriment to the society where now it's everywhere. Like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine having a gambling issue. I mean, my, my granddad used to have issues with the horses back in the day, so I've never really yeah. had an issue with gambling. I've kind of stayed away from it. But, uh, Let me tell you about someone I know, you know, I think the world of, and he's managed to get hold of it now but he had a real problem with it and it bubbled away for years and it seemed like a bit of fun for a long time and then you kind of realize the level he'd got to when he uh he, he's ended up in debt and been bailed out he managed to get you know hardship fund help from his employer where they kind of cancelled a lot of his debts and stuff and so he started again and this has been going on for years and years and um he his kind of rock bottom came when he won a load of money, bought himself a car, but because he told his partner that he wasn't gambling anymore, he was parking the car around the corner, driving out to work in his old banger, picking up this car. Honestly, it was this double life he was leading. And she copped him because he kept all the um, handbook and everything in his sock drawer. And one day she decided she wanted to borrow a pair of his socks. Busted absolutely busted so she found out about it and um you know it was make or break time i think they broke up for a while um you know he got into more debt he got into more bother thankfully his ass hit the ground and he started going to 12-step meetings and he sorted his life out but you know this thing sort of bubbles on because he would lose a load of money then he'd win a load of money then he'd you know he'd win thousands of pounds in one night but then he'd come away with a couple of hundred and he'd still think he was up even the despite the fact he could have walked away having made his money but this is the thing he couldn't walk away and well that's it and I, think, I think that's one of the worst things with the, the, the way this is all set up is that at the very least if somebody's like you know spending all night at the you know casino or popping at the bookies at least somebody might say oh I thought yeah, he was popping at the bookies it, the other day it becomes obvious yeah but if it's all on the phone and like as I say I mean I, mean, I don't know if there's any kind of limits on these things I know the the, the you know, what, what kind of killing off the uh, gambling shop industries that they put on the fixed... Yeah, those uh, fixed point betting things. Yeah, the, the panic put restrictions on. And to be fair, you know, the, all the gambling companies did seem to put all their eggs in one basket with those for kind of nefarious reasons as a personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, in fair play... Here's the thing, some people it. find it fun and some people can do it and walk away, but it's like, you know, Ian always says about recreational drugs, some people can do that on a weekend and it has no impact on the rest of their life and they don't have to do it from one six-month period to the next. The problem comes when it starts impacting on the rest of your life and you start telling lies about it. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, I mean pe people with vowed dollars, and they often say that one of the issues is that obviously society is geared in a certain way that you can't really escape it. And I, I think gambling is at the point, I mean, at least with alcohol, there's, there's some sort of regulation in regards to advertising. But with, you know, the way they advertise these things is kind of like, oh, be somebody special, be, you know, join the magic room, come, yeah. come play with all these people. But, the, but the thing is, it's not about the, it's not about the um, form the addiction takes, it's about what the addiction is trying to cover up, you know? Well, it's just based on that, the, 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 the big, the next big thing, and obviously the, the next big thing is always the next big thing it, it never gets to anything because it's always the the next big thing yeah it's, it's like whack-a-mole you get you, you get one sorted and then it pops up something else some quick fix that's going to make you feel better 
yeah, and uh, you know everybody wants that, but it, it you know with anything, it, it, it you know everything else falls falls away in the, in the process. Yeah, then you find yourself in a bad pit <laughs> spending your, your yeah. benefit money on like uh, like like a Japanese horse race at three yeah. o'clock in the morning, or, or when you're driving round the corner in a banger and getting into a Mercedes because you can't tell your girlfriend what you've done. <laughs> Absolutely crackers. Absolutely crackers. And that's kind of the, the, the small end of what was going on with that, that poor bloke. And he's a lovely fella. And um, thankfully, he's got his life together. But uh, he had to get found out. Well, I mean, addiction makes a, a, a victim of us all. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of things, um, obviously, summer holidays-wise, naughty children. Um, how do you deal with that in a, in a, general, in a general sense? I, I've been working. My, my missus is a teacher, so she's been spending the lion's share of the time with the children. Right. And they're just... Uh, how old are they? Know, well, with a six-year-old, who's acting like a teenager. Oh, yeah. Like an, answering back and just... Like, it's, uh, it's boredom and frustration, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, cooped up. And then a two-year-old who's kind of had previously just followed in her stead and just got uh, whispers in the ear from her, but has now started acting out on his own with his own naughty yeah. tactics. Well, also he's two. Well, he was he was stomping honey toast in the carpet this morning. I mean, that's, that's not necessary. With his boot heel, with his heel. Is he that right? He put on welly boots especially to do it. Wow. Right. Okay. Here's what we need to do, and I need to do this as well and take my own advice because my kids start to squabble after a while. They've been playing really nicely. They've discovered slime making, which if you've got already got a crappy carpet, what, what's to lose? But they've been making slime. We've got pots of the stuff, um, and it's just basically uh, school glue and uh, colouring and something else that makes it kind of all gloop together. But it's the same sort of stuff we used to buy ready-made in pots when we were kids and make fart noises with. Do you remember that stuff? Oh yeah, well, muscle men used to come in. Yes, yeah, they did. You used to be able to get a toy in. I don't, I don't really know what the point was beyond the fact that it was disgusting and our parents hated it. But anyway, they'd be making that. But I find that when it turn, when they start to turn on each other, there's nothing for it. You got to get the shoes on and take them and let them run somewhere till they're knackered. Yeah, no, well, that, that seems to be that. We, we've we've had to do some uh, punishment. Some toys have been put into a uh, oh, yeah. a, a sack and uh, it's to the charity, it's good behaviour, or to the charity shop it goes. Oh, I remember mm. with my eldest, she was a really placid kid, but every now and again there'd be little flare-ups, and apparently that's normal, they'll kind of regress now and again, because it's sort of a growth spurt and hormones and all that sort of stuff, um, and also be knackered. Um, but I remember one particular occasion, she used to, do you remember, I don't know whether your kids are into this, but... Um, Disney do like a ragdoll version of the Disney princesses and we had virtually all of them. There was about eight of them that we had. And uh, at one point I was confiscating one. I'd give her three warnings and after the third one, the princess would get it and she'd have to sit on top of my wardrobe and she said she could see it and she couldn't play with her. And at at one point, uh, it was like a subs bench up there. They were all all sick, man. She knew that she'd been too naughty. (laughs) And so she had to sort of win them back by being good. It was like, you know, sometimes you got, you get, I, with me, it's always been three strikes, three strikes, and then there has to be a full stop to it, and I will take something away that you like playing with. I also remember, um, putting a, a note on her toy basket that just said, uh, too naughty. She wasn't allowed to play with anything in there. Oh, I know, I know when, I mean, tonight, uh, there, there was, we turned our backs for two seconds after reading them the right act earlier, and, we were both standing on the windowsill, looking out the window uh, with the, the window open. So um, oh all, all, the to- all the toys were removed from her room, and I've, uh, I've secreted them away into the back, 
back bedroom. Yeah. Basically, just the storage room. Unfortunately, yeah, it's got to be prison rules. You take away privileges. Well, my, my only thought is, I don't know if it's technically child abuse, but uh, the sack of toys that I've got, I'm tempted to make her go to the charity shop with them well, and, and a... hand them over herself and, and like get. A, oh a, a God! That oh no! That sounds like yeah, that, 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 that's, that's torture. Fun. That's torture. I mean, what's she done to deserve that? Trapped a bit of crumbs into the carpet, or? He's <sighs> getting to that point. Do you do the naughty step? <laughs> Uh, just telling it we're more than the naughty step, because the naughty step, it just becomes a case of just stamping on the stairs, we've got wooden oh. stairs, so it, oh, well, I, it just becomes... I do not, I am not messed with, with the naughty step. My kids still go on it sometimes, and they'll sit there for seven minutes, and if they carry on, if they stamp, they get extra time. Well, I'm starting to think uh, I need to invest in some sort of uh, industrial baby gate that works for, like, ages six and up. <laughs> Um, like I, I like some sort of portcullis or something. That I think Pablo, uh, you, you got to get this nipped in the bud. You don't want to be doing this when they're eighteen. Oh, no, I've, I've got plans for that. I've, I've got an entire team set up to, <laughs> to work. You're uh, building a when, tower. Well, once you get to, um, well, I don't know. I, I, I have a separate team working there, um, ops just to check and see what's what, and then. The other ones just come in, and then it'll just be a poison dart of the neck. Anybody right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds that sounds like an unorthodox technique, but if that works for you, I'm not going to judge you. Do you? I even paid dividends, and I can't trace it back to. Oh, what have I done now? <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah. Delete this. <laughs> delete this. Bit late now. Oh dear. Why did you say? Oh dear. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, Pablo, before you say anything else that incriminates you. <laughs> oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you talk to my children, I've got them, I've got them well schooled in this, and sometimes they need reminding. But they will tell you that there is only one rule in my house, and it is: do not mess with mummy. You will not win. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Just like that, our time's nearly up. But I've got loads of stories that I was going to give you, such as the farmer's choice to propose to his partner with a ring slipped on a cow's udder. I mean, the picture is close up and questionable, um, and uh, people have been questioning it online. Uh, he thought his proposal was perfectly on brand because he's a farmer. Others were horrified by the image of an engagement ring hanging off a tee. It does seem kind of disrespectful. I mean, how would you like it if they put an engagement ring on your tee and you were used as some sort of accessory? Uh, a woman from Singapore spotted the atrocity in her newsfeed. She shared it on her Facebook group. That's it. I'm ring shaming the reckoning. I mean, these things are getting pretty serious. Followers of the 18,000 strong group of judgmental were not impressed by the proposal that said that wedging a ring on a cow's udder was, uh, and they said that wedging a ring on the udder uh, uh, was animal abuse. I think so. Also, I wouldn't want to fish it off, would you? Also, what does that say about your finger? That it fits on a cow's order. Shaming the ring and the whole photo shoot wrote this poster showing an image of the thing. The person is a farmer, but it doesn't excuse his bad taste. And is this considered a nipple ring? Well, the cow considers it that. Also, the band is thicker than the centre stone. If my eyes are forced to suffer through this nonsense, I'm dragging everyone down with me. Do you know what? The older I get, the more I don't really understand why we're still giving each other engagement rings. I mean, yeah, it's probably the nicest piece of jewellery I've got. And I get that in the olden days it was your insurance in case you got jilted, right? Because obviously you were a spoiled goods once you were spoken for. And if you got jilted, you needed to be able to, you know, pay your way. Otherwise you were a fallen woman. But these days it is a bit like tagging, isn't it? Men don't wear them. And it is a lot of money considering you're setting up a life together. It could be better spent elsewhere. 
but maybe I'm saying that with the um, benefit of having been given an engagement ring. I'm just saying, maybe if I was to do it all over again, I'd rethink things. Uh, also, you know, there's also a moral question about where diamonds come from and how people, it can lead to be suffering for the people who are going and fishing them out. Again, massive hypocrite. I've got a engagement ring. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Paul, if you want to come in, you can come in. I want to talk about um, uh, secret nudity as well because there's this story, and uh, I don't know anyone who lives in a naked house, but apparently there are plenty of them. Um, Brits love cooking, gardening, and vacuuming in the nude, according to a survey. And one th- a new research re- reveals that more than half of us are completely comfortable walking around naked in your own home. And one third think nothing of stripping off at the end of the day to have a bite of eat, to eat or drink a glass of wine. Ooh, I've got a leather sofa. I won't want to sit on that with no clothes on. Reading the paper, washing up and watching television are also amongst the activities Brits are happy to do while naked. Playing video games, listening to music and enjoying a nice cup of tea also featured in the top 20 list. As my mother would say, what if there's a fire? The study of 2,000 adults also revealed that 11% claim they have at some point driven while naked... Come in, Paul. And a further 13% have carried out work tasks in a state of undress. I mean, you're here pretty much on your own at night. <laughs> you do sound very relaxed. Yes, naked from the waist down. <laughs> Last turkey in the shop, madam. Can you imagine? It's a great old Max Miller line, that, isn't it? My mum uses that all the oh, time. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> or the map of Italy. That's the other one. <laughs> das boot. None of that. Show's sounding great tonight, though. Thank you. People really... are already saying Ian who. Uh, well, <laughs> they'll remember him on Monday. You'll make sure of that. <laughs> I thought he might get caught up in all that hideous. I'm sure he won't. Though. The air traffic control and the computer glitches. And why is it always the summer? Although his flight on the way out was cancelled, and he had to f- drive somewhere else to get another one. Yeah, oh so it God. would be uh, sod's law. It happened on the way back. As Blur said, and I think their second album title, "Modern Life Is Rubbish." Certainly is. Sometimes, first world problems. <laughs> Listen, we've got a couple of record breakers. I hope one. Tell I'm waiting to find out on the pro- one man who is. <sighs> just kind of focused. He decided back in 2013, uh, he qualified as a plumber, uh, he was still living with his mum, he's moved out since then and he thought I need to do something with my life, okay, I've got my qualifications, so he said I'm going to leave a lasting legacy work of art. Yeah. Since then, he has assembled 800,000 matchsticks into a massive model of Salisbury Cathedral. He's 12 years away from completing his task, which is to set a new world record. The world record is held by a man who lives in Southampton, David Seymour, who used 4.75 million matchsticks to construct a replica stop sniggering. No, I'm not just Northern... thinking, this was my childhood, yeah. watching uh, Roy Castle observing exactly. this kind of stuff. North Sea Oil Derrick. He wants to use six million matchsticks to finish the cathedral. Now he's done the front. It's going to be on display in Salisbury from two weeks' time in yeah. the Guildhall. He's on the programme. He's going to have an interesting story to I tell, mean, I'm sure. He's an Fantastic. artist. Well, he's since amazing. then, he's moved out from his mum, started a relationship, and then him and his other half, his, his girlfriend, split up as well. So he's now using the front room as his workshop continuing this he was given he was gifted one million matchsticks to start this and he's nearly used them all up my word and last week we spoke to a chap lovely fella from Alpington in kent who was attempting to break the world record the world enduro man record without a wetsuit and what you do with enduro man is it's arch to arc you run from marble arch to dover you swim without a wetsuit across the channel you then hop out you get a lift to calais to go through passport control and you then cycle okay from calais to paris which is well over 130 miles okay um the record at the moment 73 hours and i think 29 minutes this chap 
got back. I don't know the result. I'm quietly confident he's going to join us on the program as well to tell us whether he's beaten the Enduro Man record. I mean, these people are like superheroes, aren't Incredible. they? Incredible. We've got two superheroes, Enduro Man and Matchstick Man. Yeah. Without his cats and dogs. That's absolutely fantastic. When I was a kid, it was always swimming the channel covered in goose yeah. fat was always yeah. the dream. Yeah. Well, he, he's running for, on behalf of his dad. He's raising money for Parkinson's. He's all, and we know he's raised over £100,000 and it will go up and up and up if he's beaten the world record. But I mean, what a thing to do. What a focus to have. Makes you wonder what you've done with your life, doesn't it, when you've not even... When you've not built a cathedral out of matchsticks. No, We're a couple of slackers, aren't we? Not even started. Hey, you know, um, my dad was right when he said, Paul, you'll never amount to anything. <laughs> <laughs> As if he would. No, he never would say that. And we've also got, we're doing something different this week. We normally do um, TV previews and recommendations. Well, uh, Mike Ward isn't around for us on the show this morning. So me and Mark Randall, top producer, are going to have um, three films on TV recommendations for the weekend. All right. And the one I've spotted, um, slightly maybe counterintuitively, I'm going to recommend a film I've never seen. It's on the Sony Movie Channel tonight. So it's on Freeview if you look up Sony Movies. And they've interesting films. And they're running a thing called Quentin Tarantino Presents. Uh-huh. Right? So he's there for five minutes and he's talking about films that have influenced his career. The one that's on You'll tonight, get half an hour's worth of material out of him in five minutes. Absolutely. Well, the thing I've, the one I've never seen is on tonight. It's about, I think, uh, 10 I've, got, I've had the details on something called Hammerhead. It stars a man called Vince Edwards who was Ben Casey on the telly. Right. I remember him vaguely, you know, but he was like a Dr. Kildare. It stars though as Hammerhead, this evil supervillain. A British actor, Diana Dawes is in it as well, Judy Geese, and so a great British cast, but this guy's an American. He wants to take over the world. He's played by a man called Peter Vaughan, who you might remember, if you're old enough to remember Porridge. Yes. He played Grouchy, who ran the prison. So he's gone from being in a Quentin Tarantino 60s spy film from 1968 that inspired Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, okay? So it's like, it's like the Matt Helm films or, you know, American James Bond. Yes. He's gone from that, and he was with Frank Sinatra, Peter Vaughan in The Naked Brother. He ends up in prison with, um, Ronnie Barker. So that's one of my recommendations. Some other great films on the way as well. And also we've got, uh, Josh Ron was out and about doing some interviews with the stars of an interesting sounding new film. I think it's based on a best-selling novel, a uh, female director, great female cast called Animals. I don't know much about it. We've got the interviews with the cast on the show as well, so should be a nice end to the week, we oh, hope. Well, wonderful. And I'm popping up to talk sport just after 4 a.m. We often do this. Ben Fletcher's on. He's a great guy, a great mm -hmm. broadcaster, and we do a kind of simulcast. So I drag our listeners kicking and screaming to talk sport. He does the same thing, and we meet in that kind of no man's land between the two mutual Berlin walls. How does that work out? It's often you don't take books up there because that just confuses them. <laughs> Well, in fact, it's a big day, apparently. I mean, I'm, not, I'm a football fan, not a fanatic, but it's kind of oh, transfer, transfer deadline, deadline day. day. So we'll talk about a bit of that. But we talk about others. I mean, basically, overnight, you know, as you know, we can do what we like, pretty uh -huh. much. So he talks about movies and all sorts of stuff as well. So. Oh, love it. It's like a foreign books. exchange program. Right. Although it's in, because, of course, in the old building, we were all on the same floor. Yeah. Now I have to make that slight, you know, I've got to go up three floors, and luckily there's nobody else around, and then get back down to do the rest of the show. So. Yeah, I notice he doesn't come down to you. Uh, actually, Ben, yeah, no, yeah, oh, well, you know. I have to invite him over. You know, it's like, you know, why should, I know my place. <laughs> yeah, I know my place. I can take the 11 men, two women and a wet dog that listen to my show upstairs quite easily. Do you know what? I actually think we've got the better end of the deal. This office is so much nicer than theirs. You looked around then as if people were listening. I wouldn't say it in front of them. Well, the weird thing is they have to share, not weird, they share theirs with Virgin yeah. and TalkSport too, whereas we're our own little fiefdom, aren't we? Our own yeah. little kingdom, which is quite I nice. I like it. You can see where the enemy is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Paul. It sounds wonderful as ever. Thank I should be listening much. on the way home. Thanks very much for everyone's company tonight. I, and the phone calls have been just terrific. So much wisdom, so much experience, and I always really appreciate 
the sort of, you know, that you confide in me. I really, really appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Same number, same drill. The same drill being that it's always different and you can talk about whatever you fancy. But in the meantime, uh, stay with Talk Radio. Stay with Paul Ross. You've got loads coming up. It's a real treat. I pity the fool who tries to get any sleep tonight. 03444991000 remains the number. Thanks very much to the team next door. Always appreciate it. And I shall see you tomorrow. We are Talk Radio. 